What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 156 of the Tasty Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. Uh, this is a special episode. Um, we're going to be discussing the game of the year in 2021, but it's 2022, so happy new year to you, and uh, hopefully you had a good, safe uh party bro hopefully it was a good one um and uh yeah we're gonna be discussing our picks for game of the year and our runner-ups we got two runner-ups a piece and our picks for game of the year of course and a couple extra things we'll be talking about but before we do that i gotta introduce uh the panel we got here uh first off me i'm seth welcome uh but even more important we got chevy joining us from a different room than typical his room how you doing chevy Doing good. Uh, you know, obviously not used to filming in here, but uh, I'm comfortable in my chair, so I'm ready for a long sit. Yeah, yeah. You look, you look comfy. You sound great. You look great. Are you excited to talk about your picks for Game of the Year? I'm more excited to hear your guys's, but yeah. Wow. Me too. I'm very excited. <clears throat> Josh, you haven't been on in a while. How you doing? You excited to talk doing about right. what we're talking about? Yeah. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. Cody, been a while. How are you? Very good. Very good. That's Feeling all I like to fucking hear, dude. <laughs> I look good, hopefully. Oh, you look great, dude. You <laughs> look fantastic. Great. Cool. No, I'm great, man. Glad to be on. Yeah. Sarah, welcome back. How you doing? Good. You excited to talk about your picks and hear other people's picks for Game of the Year? Yep. Sick, dude. That's all Games. I can hear. All right. Well, before we get into that big ass conversation, uh, it's taste cast. So we got to talk about game releases. Um, we typically talk about games we've been playing as well. But we're going to be skipping that this episode because this conversation is going to be a big one. Um, but we need to talk about game releases because I just don't want to do it next weekend. So we're just going to do it now. That's my excuse. So, uh, like I said, it's 2022. Holy shit. 2021 went by quick and uh, we're all better for it. Goodbye. 2021. Hello, hopefully, fucking dope-ass 2022. And with that, in January, we got game releases. Uh, I'm going to go through them. We're going to talk about our hype for it or not hype for it. So uh, in January, we got Deep Rock Galactic uh, coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, January 4th. Then we got Monster Hunter Rise coming out on PC on January 12th. We got Astroneer coming to Switch on January 13th, which blows my mind because that shit lagged on Xbox when it came out on there. Uh, God of War is coming out on PC January 14th. Then we got Rainbow Six Extraction coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC on January 20th. Then Windjammers 2 coming out on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, PC January 20th as well. Then Baby Storm coming out on Switch January 21st. Circuit Superstars, PlayStation 4, January 27th, Pokemon Legends, uh, Arceus, Arceus, I don't know how the hell you say this, on Switch, January 28th, huh? Arceus. Arceus, perfect. You know, I don't. Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection on PlayStation 5 and PC, January 28th. Um, Let's start with Sarah. Any of those... uh, any games in January you're interested in picking up or um, nah? I'm always interested in Deep Rock Galactic. That is true. So yeah, I'm mildly interested in Rainbow Six Extraction, but just kind of see. That's kind of cool because obviously, if you pick it up, I would pick it up because I'd be down to play that. But that was yeah. that's one of those games that I was like. I don't. I'm not hyped for it, but I'd play it. So if other people pick it up, I'll I'll pick it up. Yeah. Well, and I really liked GTFO. 
Oh, yeah. And that reminds me of that game. So yep. I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, but yeah, Deep Rock Galactic, play that. Yeah, and that's one of our PlayStation Plus games, so make sure to play that. Come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. We'll be discussing that. Uh, spoiler, I'll probably have good things to say about it. Um, yeah, uh, let's go with Josh. Any of those games calling out to you? Do you need me to read it again or anything like that? No, um, Deep Rock Galactic, I think, is an awesome get for PlayStation Plus, so I'm excited to try that and then instantly go back to PC. <laughs> um, yep. Other than that, maybe Rainbow Six. Um, it will be one of those things where it's like, Who's gonna take the plunge and tell if it's good, if it's who's gonna take the plunge and tell if it's if it's good or not, kind of a thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of faces on the um, screen right now that if if any of you guys pick it up, I'll pick it up. <laughs> but if any of you don't pick it up, I'll I can save my money. I don't. I don't yeah, care. yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at there. Also, um, other than that, um, Monster Hunter Rise coming out for PC is pretty cool. Um, if I wasn't so far on Switch, I would probably would, you know. See, it's I'll, funny because no like pun intended, switch it up. But I, uh, I uh, didn't pick up uh, World on PC because I put so much time into it on console. But I haven't put a lot of time into it on Switch, which would kind of allow me to start on PC. But then at the same time, everyone I know who plays it played it on Switch, so I feel like I should just stick with Switch. But I am also kind of curious about that PC release. Yeah, but other than that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, um, it's gonna what be about God of War, Josh. I actually just rebeat that on PlayStation. He's already last, done it, dude. You know, last month or something like that. So been there, done that, dude. He doesn't need that <clears> shit. Yeah, that's a big game, though. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to to uh, to God of War and also Monster Hunter Rise. I didn't put actually was playing a little bit last night on the Switch, and the only thing I don't like is my hands don't like for if I'm just playing with the joy cons on the screen mm-hmm. uh it might my, my hands cramp up really easily oh so yeah, i actually yeah. have to play it with a controller mm-hmm. um but that's the only thing that i'm kind of stoked to just because i haven't gotten that far on the switch version so when i do play it on the pc which I, i'll buy it but uh, i'll probably put more time into that version yeah but fair i, still I literally had to buy the pro um, switch controller. Yeah, I have it too. I just don't use it. I'm just even that janky square thing that came to make the Joy Cons a controller. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, playing Breath of the Wild, I was like, I can't aim or do fuck all with this thing. So yeah, I had. To I think it's cool they that. had it, but yeah, it's uh, it's not the preferable option. I'd almost no. rather hold the Joy Cons independently than use it like sure. that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's for fucking baby hands. <laughs> It is, and when you're using, especially in Rise, when you're Baby using fingers, like dude. the the jump bug mm-hmm. uh, or the the grapple bug, um, you have to like I use it all the time because it's like literally like you can just kind of spam it and just like you know just get around really fast if you're not using like your your pet or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, so that just right there, just like well, just, it just hurts my fingers to mm-hmm. do it. So um, I would still probably use a controller on PC, but. Um, mouse and keyboard, I'd give it a try. Yeah. Um, anything else? It's just kind of hopped in. Perfect transition. Uh, uh, yeah. Just took over. Um, no, God of War. I'm stoked to, yeah. to play that because I also haven't. Uh, I'm pretty far on the PS4 version, but again, it's just I've just basically just transitioned over to PC. 
Yeah. So it just makes sense. Me and Sherry were just uh, talking about that. How like we, uh, I mean, I think we all kind of agree on it, but um, I mean, I only use my <clears throat> PS five for plus club and then um, exclusives, which I'm more than happy to play games on there, but I mostly just play games on PC. Yeah. So, but then yeah. with these kind of games they come out on console first, and of course, sure. I want to play yeah. it right now. So mm-hmm. I make the jump there, and then I got to decide later: do I want to buy it again, or do I just not? That's how they get you. Yeah, that is how they get you. And then Red Dead Redemption Two, fucking start playing that on PC after I'd played it already on console. Now I'm just like, eh, I pretty much play this on PC now. So it's rough. Um, Chevy, now the tricky version. Oh, go ahead. No. Um. Honestly, the only game I have any interest in is Pokemon, and I don't have high expectations for it. So, no. Uh, what is it? No, I don't, I mean, I don't know that, what the fuck that is. It's their open world uh, Pokemon game they're making, but oh really? Um, I don't. I don't know if it counts as a main gen or not. I think it's a side game. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. I have not been keeping tabs on it. So. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I remember they're making that, but I didn't know it was coming out already. Yeah, I don't either, because they don't talk about it. Huh. Well, maybe this list is wrong too, but yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about that. So they haven't had a, it's wrong because I think <clears throat> someone in Discord had brought it up too. They haven't had a, a Nintendo Direct in quite some time, so maybe yeah. Well, I think with one. the Game Awards just happening and and showing fucking everything, just in one spot, everyone's been kind of like just waiting to do another big event. I think so. Although the Nintendo Directs are always like kind of like with how um, State of Play is. It's just kind of a, a quick fucking showcase, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So nothing else, Chevy? Nope. And I got everybody, I think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I so, uh, I mean, I'm kind of curious about Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection just to see what it looks like on PC. That's kind of cool. Um, Pokemon, I'll wait to hear about, but I'm, I don't really get hyped on Pokemon anymore, sadly. Uh, I wonder what the fuck Baby Storm is. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction, I feel like I might pick up, but again, like I said, it's dependent on if other people are going to play it. I'm not going to play it with randos. Um, and then I feel like we're probably going to get it on PlayStation Plus at some point in the next year. Hold me to that. We'll see. Uh and yeah, Monster Rise sounds cool on PC. I'm curious, but it's like I said, it's not viable for me to be playing it on there because everyone I would be playing with would be on Switch. So I got to stay put. And then Deep Rock Galactic, play it, get it, buy it, get it for free on PlayStation Plus. Play it on PC. Play it anywhere you can play it. Big new update. Big new update. Play that shit. Um, yeah, so uh, real quick, though, I also wanted to go into... Um, uh, games coming out in 2022, just to kind of remind you guys of what's happening uh, very early on. Uh, before I do that, though, let me know in the comments what do you guys think about January's game releases. Are you guys excited? Are you not excited? Does it seem like kind of a, a lame month? Uh, that's probably a good thing because, like I said, uh, February, we're getting some big titles. Um, in February, we got Dying Light 2, Stay Human, uh, Sifu's coming out, Crossfire X, if you're into that. I, people keep talking about it. I don't really care. Uh, too much myself. Lost Ark's coming out. Uh, King of Fighters, the new one's coming out. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out in February. Destiny, the Witch Queen's coming out. And Elden Ring is coming out on February. So um, get your shit straight in fucking January. Get the things you need knocked out because 
you're going to run out of time to play games in February. And then in March, um, we got Elix 2, Josh. Elix 2 is coming out. <laughs> uh, we got Babylon's Fall. I don't really got a whole lot of hype on that, but I know a lot of people are, are ready to play that. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 is coming out. I can't fucking wait to play that. Um, Chocobo GP. Oddly enough, I'm excited about uh, Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, there's a lot coming out early on, so just kind of doing a PSA. Get your shit knocked out in January, especially February. February is crazy. Everything just got pushed back to February. It's ridiculous. Month Any thoughts love, before baby. we... Well, what's up? That it's the month of love. It's the month of love for sure. <laughs> Um, any thoughts on the games coming in early 2022? You guys ready? I know they said that these games are going to be ready, ready, but I don't know. I'm almost expecting like another, I don't know, half-ass like delay just to try and distance themselves from one another hmm. because they're fucking massive games. Like yeah. Elden Ring, huge. Horizon, huge. It's It's all like... People don't have that kind of fucking time anymore. And I can't remember the last time we had like a big deluge of games like this other than like the holidays back in 2018 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like there's just it's too fucking much for people who are hobbyists like we are, you know, yeah. play games as, you know, like we do. So well, I don't really want to bring it up too much, but like the month Cyberpunk was dropping, everybody just ran mm -hmm. from anybody who was like going to release that month, like just delayed to another yeah. point because they didn't want to be associated with that and the time factor does matter for sure but also financially some people you know for whatever reasons might budget one two games a month or something like that and so they got to pick one of those games and you know am i picking elden ring am i picking horizon forbidden west uh maybe you're really stoked about fucking sifu even though i don't think that's gonna be a full price game um it gets rough. So it is a lot of games packed into one area. I don't know if I think anything's going to get delayed personally. I think it'd be smart if somebody did it, but um, just because we're so late in the game, but uh, Dying Light 2, I'd be very surprised to see them delay because they've already done it. Um, yeah. And exactly, yeah. I feel like Horizon and Elden Ring are definitely not going to delay because they're, they're, they got nothing to worry about. They're going to sell fucking easily. Especially yeah. Horizon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that game is pretty much done at this point. Oh, for sure. But even Elden Ring, if it got delayed, it, I don't think it would affect anything. But I don't think they need to because it's going to sell. It's I think it's going to be from software's biggest selling game. Oh, I'm sure. The hype behind yeah, it is it's just, ridiculous. I don't want to Titanfall 2, you know, I don't want anything to get Titanfall 2 You know, like, are we, am I going to buy Battlefield and Call of Duty or will I buy Titanfall? Oh. And like you said. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just god damn there's a lot going going on there or just time wise like i don't have fucking time to play this game so i'm not gonna pick it up right now yeah kind of a thing yeah when you said titanfall 2 i wanted to be so badly be like yeah dude for sure but i was like what does that mean and then when he said it, i was like oh yeah, yeah i got fucked because it came out with like you know bigger games that were gonna take you know the attention from it, it. got oh. it got book bookended with battlefield one and <clears throat> yep the cod from that year yeah so. horrible timing especially when you're trying to launch a new ip to ips next to ips that are not new ip but like and like you know it wasn't as established as battlefield and call of duty mm -hmm. so it's a horrible time to yeah. drop it when you're trying to you should have dropped it early in the year or later in the year um for sure i mean that game also had the issue though of um being associated with the xbox after the first game 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that because it only came out on PC and Xbox. So yeah, that was also a giant mistake. Yeah. Any thoughts? Uh, I'm very excited for Strangers of Paradise. Same. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I Definitely mean, I'm excited for one. some of the other games on the list too, but mostly that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Uh, we've talked about it before on the show, but like. Uh, the hype level for that was like non-existent and then we played it and I was like, I just want to play that still. Like when the demo mm-hmm. was over, I was like, fuck. So definitely high on my priority. I didn't get to play it, but I sat and watched you guys play it mm-hmm. and I think that made me even more hyped. To play. Yeah. Yeah. I've told the story a couple times where I was just like playing it and I was like, oh, I'm going to play this for a second. And then like an hour later, I saw you just like looking over. It's like, what the fuck is he? Yeah. He's still playing that? It must be good. Pretty much exactly what happened. What was I playing? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Red Dead? I think I was playing Far Cry. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> playing Far Cry. Oh, yeah, that's a game you could forget, though. Yep. <laughs> and True. I did. True, yeah. I, well, yeah, I forgot about it, too. Already. <laughs> All right. Well, um, unless anybody else has anything to say on 2022, nothing? Sick. No. All right. Let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about uh, the av- avalanche of fucking big games coming out right in the beginning of 2022? The baby um, storm. The baby storm. It's coming. <laughs> um, are you ready for that? I hope not. Um, what is that? <laughs> what are you most excited for? Uh, what games could you do without? Are you excited for Baby Storm? If you know what that is, let me know. If it's something I need to pick up, you know me. I'll probably pick it up. Just let me know. And... Uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below. All right, so it is that time where we're going to discuss our picks for Game of the Year and our two runner-ups. How this works is we're going to go around uh, clockwise, and we're going to talk about our second runner-up. This is a game that didn't quite make it to Game of the Year, but it is something that uh, was definitely worth mentioning, one of the best and favorite games of the year. And then after that, we will go up to our first runner-up, uh, something... It, Pretty much you can go any way you want. If somebody thinks that they're equal, that's cool. If somebody you know actually has a tiered, whereas their second is the least, first one is is the better one. You can do that as well, and uh, we'll work our way up to game of the year. We'll be discussing uh, the best game of 2021 in our opinions, of course, uh, and of course, let us know in the comments yours as well. Uh, like I said, we're gonna go clockwise with this. So, does anybody want to start off, or should I just do it? You might as well just do it. Okay. So the way you guys see us on the screen, it's uh, for anybody listening, uh, I'm in the top right, and then we're going to go Chevy, Josh, Cody, Sarah, and then after that, we'll rotate one. So it'll be Chevy, Josh, Cody, Sarah, me. So uh, that's how we're doing it, and I will get this party started. So um, 2021 was kind of a a crazy year uh, when it comes to games. There's a lot of games I was hyped about, and uh, some uh, lived up to the hype. Some of them lived up even further uh, than what I expected. And then some games fell flat. Uh, my list was very hard uh, to... I, I have like 20 games on a list of uh, of uh, the games I considered for Game of the Year and my two runner-ups. And uh, it was until wasn't until like 30 minutes ago that I decided fully on my list. So this is still very fresh for me. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good year, but it's also been kind of a deflated year in my opinion. And... Um, Yeah, just want to kind of throw that out there before I go into my picks. Uh, The reason I picked my uh, second runner-up is in a year of uncertainty when it comes to gaming and some games feeling maybe deflated, some being disappointed, 
yeah, disappointing. Some being good and some being great. Um, this one just lived up to exactly what I wanted from it and more. Uh, fantastically made, expert level, great graphics, all that stuff. And that pick is Forza Horizon 5 uh, is my second runner up. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 came out and it was completely solid. One of the best looking games I've ever seen. Uh, some of the best, if not the best, arcade racing I've experienced. Huge amount of content, no bugs outside of some network stuff, but I won't hold that against them. And uh, all around, just a completely solid and fun experience. Has multiplayer, uh, got to play with you guys a little bit, and it was a blast. Has co-op, has versus, uh, has a shitload of cars. I think it has like 500 plus cars in it, which is quite a bit. Um, and like I said, in a year where like there's uncertainty in the games that are coming out, Forza Horizon 5 just nailed everything that I expected from it and more. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I just really liked it. Um, it's very hard to pick this one. But when I was looking through my list, I was like, eh, that one's good in these ways. But they also had this that was kind of negative. Forza Horizon 5 has none of that. It's just fucking awesome. So if you're into arcade racing, um, it's an easy recommendation from me. And uh, I really enjoyed playing it, put a lot of time into it. And uh, it was a great game in 2021. One of the best games in 2021, easily, in my opinion. Uh, all right. Unless you guys have anything to say on Forza Horizon 5, we can move on. No, I was just going to say, I, uh, I, I think that uh, Forza's strongest point is that you can just play and play and play and forever you're you're not really thinking about that you're playing it you just keep doing it like it's just really easy to keep playing there's always something to do so um they continue to make the series better and better so i could definitely see why it's on your list so yeah 100 percent. i think it'd be hard for anybody to claim like the game's not like you know solid across the board in every way so um yeah Anything else? Nothing? Well, I, well, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> uh, all right, Chevy, uh, bring us in with your second runner-up for uh, 2021. Okay. Um, well, uh, I had an easier time. I only had six games on uh, to choose from for, for 2021. So, uh, <laughs> made it really easy for me to, to narrow down three. So, um so for me, uh, out of the games I, I did manage to play and, and beat this year, um, I'm going to go with Ratchet and Clank as my my first choice here. Um, I think uh, I should have played it when it first came out. I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off. I was like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Get to it. Whatever. I should have played it when it came out. The game is just solid fun time. It is a decent length game, full of features. I couldn't put it down whilst playing it. The shooting feels the best it's ever felt. The amount of weapons that are in the game are absolutely ridiculous. The story is fun. It's not amazing, but it's a fun story that kept me invested the whole time I was playing it. And I enjoyed the game enough that I went through uh, New Game Plus and I made it another 50% through the game before I finally put it down. So um, I think, uh, yeah, it's a really great, if you have a PS5, I think it's a must-play game. So yeah, I agree with that. As uh, somebody who's not a big fan of the series, I've always you know respected it, but it's not really my kind of game. This one just really nails everything that Ratchet and Clank has always been, but fine tuning it in a way that feels like a tighter gameplay experience. the The platforming is great, and the combat is really good. It feels really good, especially from somebody like me who's like a big FPS FPS fan. Um, it feels like a platform 
platformer in combat, but also first person shooter, third person shooter. Like it's really tight. It feels great. Yeah, for sure. And the quality of the game is just like one of the best of the year easily. It's a very well made game. Oh, it looks amazing. Yeah, animation's really good and everything, so. Yeah. Did anybody play Ratchet and Clank? Mm-hmm. I did. I beat it. Oh, you beat Almost it? Almost nice. beat it again. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cody? I did not. Ooh, shit. <laughs> I did <laughs> not. <laughs> you did look at his face. It's. I mean, I, I love Ratchet and Clank, but no, it's definitely on my radar, but I, I just... Yeah, I, I, I just didn't get to play it. Nope. And it's on PS5, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did not, I don't have a PS5, so I can't play Oh, it, so. fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> no. Thanks for bringing yeah. it up. Dude. <laughs> it's a sore subject. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. Cool. I saw yesterday I'm there's cool, Xboxes fucking everywhere. People yeah. keep posting oh, pictures okay. of like Xbox Series X like in stores now. I'm like, that's cool. Hopefully that's... Right. Area dependent, but yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully consoles start showing up. All right, let's nice. throw it over to Josh for your second uh, runner-up. I was actually, I'm just going to piggyback off of Chevy's and uh, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. Um, it was fucking solid, a game I didn't want to put down, um, even a game that made, you know, doing the collectible shit fun. Um, plus it gave you stuff for it. So Yeah, that's you know. huge. It's not just collection yeah. for collection. It's like, it's yeah. fun and you unlock shit. Yeah, I'm not fucking hunting pigeons in GTA 4. I give you bullshit. Um, the it it was kind of mind blowing. Um, like the portal sections, like when you rip apart a portal and you either drag the whole thing to you, so you're technically like teleporting. But that effect is wild. Same with that. Uh, was it the dash? The phase dash? Yeah. Where there's just the mirror. Oh, dude, that of, effect is so cool looking. That yeah, like when that first happened, I was just sitting there, just doing it over and over again, just watching it and seeing what I can. I like do how with it. when the game starts, you're doing like the little flips and stuff you're used to in Ratchet and Clank. And I was like, "Where's the thing I saw in the trailers?" But then like you get it and you start like doing that crazy movement. And I was like, "This is fucking next gen, baby." <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh, like when you get close to the those random pocket dimensions and like. It's very 2D, but there's like a 3D. I don't know. It was, it. Goddamn. It. It looks crispy. It plays really well. And like Chevy said, the story was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't too in, insane. Um, I, I mean, it was kind of insane, but it wasn't Pretty too. Like, it wasn't <laughs> too. You know, it felt at, at home in the Ratchet universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters were fun. I like how they. You know, the universes have their own mirror versions of each other. Um, and I thought the weapons were really cool. I uh, because the Ratchet games, all the weapons are really neat. And they're almost characters themselves. Depending, oh, definitely. You know, because you just kind of get, you kind of find something you like or combos you like or something like that. Um, I really don't really have any big complaints about the game. So it's, Remember the chicken it's, launcher it's, from... Uh the commercials from like the old games. It's like, it's still oh, yeah. just implanted in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just the character. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the and thing then... they've always been really known for even in the resistance games, like just like random crazy ideas for guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it's rough to see insomniac go like twice in a row with miles Morales and fucking 
ratchet. So that is wild, for yeah. A bit. But uh, um, next time they make something, I'll be I'll be first in line to get it. It's it funny. It's hard to ignore them. Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's funny with Insomniac. I've always like appreciated what they do, but their games just never resonated with me. And now like all their games do. So I'm just like, <laughs> they've always had the talent. It's like uh, Sucker Punch when they're making um, Infamous. Uh, mm-hmm. It was Infamous, right? And then I yeah, keep yeah. I always get that confused with that game with the guy with the hood, Prototype? fucking, huh? Uh, Prototype. Yeah, Prototype. Yeah. yeah, I always get those games fucking confused. Um, <laughs> But well, I always saw like the potential infamous. they had back then, but then they made fucking Ghost Tsushima and I'm like, okay, this is fucking this is what they should have been making for sure. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Insomniac. Yeah. Like it's just cool that Ratchet and Clank has been made into a, a way that now I can not just appreciate it but play it and enjoy it. Um so they're just like a a real fucking um like a, a very talented developer at this point with everything they make. Like it's just knocking mm-hmm. out of the fucking park left and right. Yeah. Anything else, Josh? Nope. All right, Cody, what's your second pick uh, for game of the year or runner up? Okay. Uh, And I'm, I'm, this is uh, my game of the year. It came out in April. Um, Just going off of pure, um, just gameplay and hilarity. um, Chivalry 2. Oh, Um, shit. Yeah, I played that. and uh, that game is hilarious because it's like the one game where you literally it just like I feel like every lobby you go into, like nobody gives a shit on what you say, like the shit talking, like on mics and like in the chat room, like no, you could say whatever you want. It's like mm. the last place for like legit free speech. Like people just say the craziest shit, and you're like, I don't know like, what. what? As you're just beating people's heads in, and the every, all of like the the sound to the game, like everything, like beating, like smashing someone's head in, just sounds so real. Oh yeah, and it's just like one of those games that you're like, I just want to just come home and just play, just swing a giant axe around and just cut people's heads off. Let me just have that. That's this game. <laughs> I don't know what what it's what it is about uh, medieval combat games because yeah. even more Dow, the chat is yeah. fucking out of control. Yeah. It like it's oh, like yeah. people on 4chan come to play these games because oh, everything yeah. like I'm like this reminds me of like the 2000s on how people are talking. Oh, yeah. Like modernity never happened here in these <laughs> games, like chivalry and fucking and Mordow. It's so weird. Oh yeah, no, that's it's it's Modern Warfare Two lobbies fucking all, yeah. all yep. over the place. Oh, it really yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, to get their anger out. That's just it. That's just it. Fucking do it, I guess. And so, just a game where you can literally just like there's a button to yell and scream, and then you're just like throwing fire spears and fire arrows, and (laughs) there's really, I mean, there's, but there's actually legitimately like there's some kind of skill to the game too. So once you start getting good, there's like Mm -hmm. that whole aspect to it. Then you just want to keep playing, level up certain characters. It's just overall just super fun game. Yeah, I uh, that's actually I'll just throw it out there. That's uh, probably one of my my bigger regrets of 2021 is I didn't put as much time into Chivalry Two uh, mm. as I would have liked to. Um, I bought it, played it, and it was fun. And I just didn't play mm. it. Like yeah. that's a cool game. It's a fun game, and it's a lot better than Chivalry. 
Um, Chivalry had a cool idea, but it was kind of simple. And then Mordow came out, and it felt like a more robust game where everyone just walk around going, hello, (laughs) hello, (laughs) hello. That's the whole game. Everybody says hello. Dude with the guitar, the bard, he's just like, I got my fucking ass by that bard more times than fucking, because that loot swings real fucking quick, man. Dude, whoever's playing that guy is either very skilled or an idiot. So you got to kind of roll the dice when you run into one of those guys. Is he a psychopath or is he a fucking idiot? Um, but yeah, Chivalry 2, uh, very solid. I, I just saw that, uh, well, not just saw, but recently saw, uh, they have like a bar fight mode that they added. I haven't played oh, since yeah. they added that, but I want to try that out. Um, yeah, definitely need to return to it. So if you're ever playing it, let me know. Absolutely. It's on Epic, and that's kind of the only knock yep. is that I can't really play it on Steam. But with the, all that kind of stuff, it's really not that big of a deal. But um, Yeah, I buy games on Epic if I have to, but I... Uh, yeah. I don't want to, but I'm not opposed yes, to buying them there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why I, I like I stopped playing Godfall and I stopped playing Chivalry 2 because mm. my hard drive shit itself, you know, and I reinstalled everything. I completely forgot about Epic. And yeah. those games are just there. Yeah. You know? And then well, when and then when that contract ends next year, they're like, these games are coming to Steam. I'm like, who gives a shit? Those games are coming to Steam. <laughs> <laughs> well uh i guess uh luckily with godfall we're we're all playing on console now so you don't have to worry about it yeah we are Not cool. yeah we are all right well nope. chivalry 2 is definitely a, a pick i didn't uh expect to to hear but it's cool to hear that so um yeah for sure is there anything else you want to say about it anybody have anything to add to chivalry 2 i've never played it so <laughs> i wish i played it more it's fun. Yeah, it's, swing swords. Like, yeah, because I feel like I felt that way about Mordow too. Like I, mm. I wished that I'd played it when it came out more, um, and then I kind of did the same thing with Chivalry too. So it's a little bit disappointing. But those games are so like, I'll play that for a little bit and just kind of hop in. <laughs> it's not like a game oh. like you're like thinking about like I gotta get back and play some fucking Chivalry two or some Mordow. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, no, exactly. Yeah, gotta be in a certain mood. Yeah, or some yeah. friends are hopping on, just gonna have some fun or whatever. So it's not like something you, you know. It's easy to forget about those games. That's the thing. Like I think games like that would have been really fun if we all played them together. For sure, oh, yeah. I agree. I forgot you even picked them up. I remember you picked up Mordow. Yeah, half late, the team is late, us. But... What do you say, Josh? I said just half the team is us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we just all fucking fuck them up. On. We're, we're all highly skilled professional players <laughs> here. Why wouldn't we do that? No way, dude. Those highest skilled guys, like, they swing the camera at the right fucking time to make sure that their weapon hits for, you know, like. Oh, they're, yeah. They're oh, they know all the tricks. Yeah. That game yeah, is you, you wild. Know. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing is more satisfying when you go with, like, an overhand chop and you're like, he's not blocking that. But yeah. Now. Rack. And then it's Bumbles. just. Their head's just gone and you're like, fuck, yes. Yes. It's funny because in like a FPS, like you shoot somebody and maybe for a split second, you're like, oh, fuck, I got a headshot. Dope. And they just keep running. But in games like Mordow and fucking Chivalry 2, every single kill just feels like you conquered them. Like you yeah. just destroyed mm-hmm. them. You're just throw it at someone and just like they stick to the wall. You're like, that was amazing. You're like, yeah. you want to. Those are those types of games that you want to just constantly record all gameplay. Oh, yeah. Because of like random crazy shit happens all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I've been launched by like the fucking ballistas and like all oh, sorts yeah. of shit. Also, I'm just yeah. back in my spawn, just free Jesus against the fucking wall. 
just as a uh, to make my team know that this is going to happen to him kind of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it chivalry is such like a weird like like what Sarah was saying is it's it's kind of forgettable, but at the same time when you're playing it, all your moments are not forgettable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a weird kind of uh, topsy turvy thing you get with that game. Yeah, those games in, in game like that. So like three of them. Um, well, I guess. Uh, oh God, Blade. Oh, Blade. Yeah, Mountain Blade. Thank you, Jesus Christ. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, all those kind of games, but specifically Mordow and Chivalry, I'm like cracking up the entire time I'm playing. Whether I'm yeah. killing people and laughing about it, or I got killed in a really stupid way by a half naked baby man who came at me, <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, oh, and fucking literally literally was lobbing off in my head, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this is so yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like, just instant spawn. He's just fucking just slapping you around in a diaper. You're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and it's like, you can't experience this like, anywhere else, uh, so it's like, perfect. Prestige ten times. I think yeah, that's why it attracts, like, troll-type people, because you can't take the game too serious, unless you're all mixed oh, up or something. No. <laughs> yeah, no shit. For honor. <laughs> you walk in there just being the god of the battlefield, and everybody else is just going, hello, half-naked. <laughs> Jerking off fucking swords and shit, doing weird stuff. That's not, that's not All right, well, uh, let's move on to Sarah. Sarah, what is your second uh, runner-up for uh, 2021? Um, my second runner-up is actually Ratchet and Clank. Oh, nice. Also, uh, I was trying not to say too much when they were talking about theirs, but um, yeah, I was trying to avoid like going like, "How much do you like this game, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know." Um, but I, yeah, I mean, agree with everything that they said about Ratchet and Clank, but. Um, you know, to add to it a little bit, I think, you know, in addition to having a, like a huge variety of guns um, that all do really weird things, um, everything felt really balanced. Like it didn't matter what gun I chose, I could still get the job done, mm-hmm. you know, which feels good. It is to be able like to, that. yeah, use like the the gimmicky gun mm-hmm. and and still like be able to kill stuff. Um, I thought it was like a really solid blend of like third person shooter, puzzle solving and platforming, like just done really well. thought the pacing was really good. Um, I really appreciated what felt like really well thought out game design. Like they thought about what your experience was going to be like and did lots of little things to keep it interesting, uh, to keep it engaging. And, um, yeah, I found myself just trying to collect everything without even thinking about it. Like, I just wanted to keep playing it. One thing you brought up to me one time when we were talking about it uh, that I thought was really good. It's it's pretty straightforward, but it made me think about how true it is, is uh, pacing in the game is, is very, very good. Mm-hmm. You're, you're never bored. At the point where yeah. something could potentially start getting boring, it, it changes. Change you're doing something else. Completely. And so, like, the game is, is formulated in a way that... Uh, is just great for consumption. Like you're just gonna play through it and not even think about, oh, am I wasting time? Like, oh, what time is it? Like, oh, I gotta really beat this game. And uh, even though I haven't finished the game myself, uh, in the experience I've played, um, I, I feel I feel that I'm never bored when I yeah. play it. And uh, from what I hear from you guys, it seems like the same thing. So yeah, when you brought that up, I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it seems very intentional that they decided that this game can never be boring. Yeah. So to develop it from the ground up like that. Yeah, it's easy to just like have an idea and execute it, but they 
I feel like took the extra step of like really curating like having an enjoyable time. Like mm-hmm. they don't give you a chance to get bored, um, you know, without talking too much about like the details of the game like the clank levels are my favorite and every time one pops up they give it to you Mm. just enough that it feels like a part of the game but also not so much that like you're like oh you know shit i gotta do this again Mm. it's crazy that that never gets old because that's those are my favorite in the old games too it's like whenever you got to do anything with clank and it's just like how old is the game i mean that's that's insane Mm -hmm. doesn't get old yeah they they also adds well, I was gonna say this game also adds uh, like a uh, third playable character as well. So yeah. like you have uh, three different play styles within the game, and then even to go back and just to attest to like the the game design aspect and how it's easy to just keep playing it. I mean, my gameplay sessions were easily uh, pretty much all day every time I did sit down and play it. So yeah, each yeah. time I've played it, it's been like a thing. Like I'm not just I don't play for like an hour and bail. Like I play oh. for a while. So. Um, yeah, it's it's designed very very good in that regard. Um, there's like one other game this year that I feel like felt similar to that, and it's probably um, it takes two. Has a very good like constant uh, changing of of gameplay that that makes it easy to just fucking play nonstop. Mm-hmm. Everything's straight fresh. Mm-hmm. Every you know every time you turn around. Um, the only thing I really have to say about Ratchet Click again is a quick shout out to that one level. Was it the Fixer? That big mech? That level that was, spectacle. was one of the most insane things I've ever witnessed in a game. Um, just by how large and the scale of it. Um, a lot of Western companies don't really do scale well. And it's only really recently that they started to. And holy shit, was that level. You're right. It was a spectacle to behold and to play. Yeah, I haven't experienced that yet. So um, that's vague enough for me not to know what you're talking about. But that makes me look forward to it. I do agree, though. And we, me and Shari have talked about this so many times on the on the channel. But like, um, yeah, Western development uh, likes to go for realism as much as they can. How immersive is this? How how much do you buy the scenario? And so they, a lot of times, are afraid to dream big and be ridiculous. And so games like this allow for that. But also like Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, thought really big as well and I really appreciate yeah. that because typically you have to play like a Japanese game to see some stuff that's like really fucking insane um, so that's mm-hmm. cool to cool to hear God of War was like that too they they were dreaming really big when with God of yeah War, so. for sure even uh, oh god what was it like the house that's like a turtle or something like that oh yeah yeah it was like so cool to see that I was like holy shit dude when he flips yeah. the whole fucking temple yeah and you're just oh, yeah. watching this mm-hmm. huge thing fucking yeah. rush by him, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that game. That game's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have more to say? No? Nope. Solid game? Solid. Solid-ass Solid game. game. That's three people that picked that for their second runner-up. The only thing not solid about that game is that fucking ice gun. I hate that gun. I don't know if I have. There's always one. There's always one. I don't think there's I don't any gun I hate. It. There's definitely ones I prefer. Yeah. Like the older yeah. games, there's always like a blaster or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was kind of just like a throwaway, but well, even like, gotta give fucking, you something. Yeah. yeah. Well, even that, that even the beginning blaster I was using all the way to the end game. Like that oh, thing sure. was awesome. Especially when you got it to level five in the first playthrough, right? So it goes through. Yeah. 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 Um, because once it hits five, it, you actually, the gun changes, which is cool. Yeah. Like it does something new. 
So the other thing that now that we're talking about the guns actually just that it popped in my head. One thing Ratchet and Clank's always been good about, and they do it really good in this game too, is um usually when you pick up ammo, it won't be for the gun you're using, and that's to incentivize you to weapon swap while you're fighting. Mm-hmm. And it does a really good job of that. So uh then as you need ammo for something, all you gotta do is swap weapons and all of a sudden that ammo starts dropping more often for those mm-hmm. those weapons that are put away. So it's really a good <clears> idea to have like at least two to three weapons that you have like put some like effort into. Uh, yeah, yeah. Matt, I'm not not to keep gushing about uh, the graphics and stuff, but there's a gun that makes people turn into like hedges, like uh, That's they look like, like trees. Sprinkler. Yeah, and it it changes with every enemy, like on yeah. how they look like when they're a plant. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane that they did that for every single enemy in the game. I mean now. There's probably, I don't know, maybe just a few dozen, but, like, that's still huge work. It, they just didn't turn them into a tree, then that was it. Like, they each still had the pieces of them as an enemy before you did it. So Yeah, it'd be so easy just, just to have the same part. model that they all turn into, but to do that, I always appreciate small details like that because I know, like, on a development standpoint, you don't have to do that. But they they had a vision and they fucking they put the time to to realize it. So yeah, and it's you know the like a a collection of small details like that that mm-hmm. make like a really unique experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Naughty Dog level. I mean, they also just attention to details ridiculous. Um, yeah, I saw a thing recently. I never noticed this, but in Uncharted Four, Nathan Drake's chest hair moves in the wind. Ew. So it had it had physics. That, that, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure wild. they probably just put a system in for hair to have physics. Oh, for sure. And it just happened to be a, a side effect of that. But mm. that'd be wild if they're just like specifically like, all right, this chest, it's gonna wiggle. Yeah, but his, his hair, wiggle. his hair don't move like that in the wind. <laughs> well, isn't that what Capcom did with that with Street Fighter Four and the fat guy? Like, oh yeah, they oh, gave him they uh, boob, boob physics, physics in his gut. <laughs> yeah, they gave him a big oh, boob in his yeah, gut, yeah. so it just jiggles like the fucking yeah. tits do. And they're going for equality with that one. Perfect. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, anything else on Ratchet and Clank? I think we can all agree it's a great game, especially Cody. Good. He loved it. Cody knows what to buy when he gets a PS5. That's yeah. right, the first game. Mm-hmm. Cody's been told. Yep. Uh, I do everything that I'm told. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to Chevy. Uh, yeah, I think. Yep. Okay. Uh, your first runner-up. All right. Um, this one is weird to me because uh, I didn't really expect it to be until I looked at a list of games I played this year. But uh, now... You know, after seeing it, I was like, "Oh, why? Why did I not think of that after that?" But Monster Hunter Rise is mm. my runner-up. Um, Monster Hunter is awesome. We've said it a million times on this channel. Um, this game continues that. Mm-hmm. It gives a lot of the best things from the handheld games, which is like being able to permanently download quests and stuff like that, um, while also bringing that that sweet combat system that they've they've brought from world and they've even made it even better in my opinion in rise the combat is just so fun um they've made a lot of the jobs a little more accessible which can be hit or miss for some people i'm sure um but as someone who generally uses the um hunting horn um 
I love the fact that I don't have to like, and you can turn on the classic mode, but I love the fact that just like by fighting, it plays the notes and the songs just play. So um, I don't have to like plan and then find a safe spot to go play the song real quick. It just uh-huh. happens while you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, super fluent, uh, fluid in that way. Um, the uh, all the new mechanics and stuff they added is like you know being able to to uh, what's that the bug shot slingshot thing or whatever. I'm bad with names, sorry. Yeah, Warbug, thank you. Um, one, watching footage of that early on, I thought that was going to be really gimmicky feeling, and it feels great when you play. So, yeah, I thought the same uh, thing. I bet they nailed well. it for sure. Yeah. That, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to even uh, think about the game going forward now with anything else with not having that. Like, it just, yeah. it, it's like, it's like it should, yeah, I was like, it, it, it should have been in the game way before this, but it's just, it's, yeah. I thought the same thing about yeah, uh, after World. I was like, Monster Hunter has to pretty much be like this now. And now Rise comes out. I'm like, this is how Monster Hunter has to be now. Like you just keep making <laughs> oh, yeah. the combat so much better. Like, <laughs> yeah. just fast, no, I, yeah, fast, and just like using like just quicker. Everything's quicker. Mm-hmm. Like when you, especially like finding the monsters and you having the pet and all that stuff. It's just finding everything. It's just so fast. Like it's just you just can get in and out of quests as far as you know as quick as you can kill the monsters. So. Yeah. Yeah. If I only, if I had one complaint, it could be weird coming for me because I don't usually care about difficulty, but um, I think the Elder Dragons, for the most part, were easier in Rise, mm. um, which was kind of weird because I felt like we were just kind of walking all over them when we were playing. Um, I think the only one we had trouble with, trouble, uh, was Teostra. Uh, felt pretty, pretty familiar to the way they were in World, but a good example is like, and I apologize to any purists out there about me butchering names, but Kushaladora in World was a dick, and in Rise is a joke. So yeah, he pissed me off in World. In world I oh, I have a sneaky suspicion though that oh dude for sure I have a I have a sneaking suspicion though that uh that similar to games that came out in like 3ds and shit because of. They, they have to make the game playable for people who don't choose to buy the pro controller and are using joy cons yeah. and maybe some people are playing it, you know, in a, in a mobile way. Some people are playing on their TVs that they have to uh, make the difficulty work for all those things. And so that's probably why they're not as aggressive and crazy as, uh, you know, world where people are probably playing all in the same fucking controller. So you can make the difficulty work for that. I think the only reason I don't agree with that is because um, uh, Rajang and uh, Teostra are super aggressive and all over the place. So, uh, and feel like a, a you know an elder dragon world. So yeah, uh, yeah. I just think they they because they took moves away from Kushaladora. It feels like so. Um, and the big annoying one, the giant tornado, is pretty much gone. So, which was kind of That's the big thing nice. that sucked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna get—I don't remember the name at all—but the chameleon one. Uh, puke, puke. Oh, no, the elder dragon. Oh. Uh, was really underwhelming, I think. But 
those are nitpicks. The game is a lot of fun. It has um, it has all the crazy like old school weapon designs too, which is something I really missed from World. So I think that yeah, that's the big thing. That, I mean, if there's one big complaint I had about World, we've talked about it before on the show, but uh, it's that. So I'm glad that they kind of reverted back to that expectation of of more interesting weapon designs. For sure. Yeah, and they tried to. I mean, they tried to bring that kind of back in Iceborne because that was one of the biggest complaints about World. Yeah. Is like, in a completely like, solid We're game, that was a realistic yeah. approach. And mm. then um, Rise is like, we got bugs you can fucking swing on. <laughs> and uh, so, but yeah, but Rise they really, they got they really took everything that was the best of World, and then kind of just put it back in the 3ds version of the game um mm. i do not to step all over everybody i guess um, um i do think rise is easier it just unless unless maybe i'm just because it's more of a boxing match it's just one-on-one you're not sitting there fucking with the environment all the time like in world or anything like that there's not a bunch of shit to distract you mm. um Maybe it's because I was just more focused on the monster that uh, I, I felt like I was downing him faster. Um, a lot more mobility in Rise. Yeah, or maybe it's just because, you know, I was getting the hang of my weapon a lot better. So I was just constantly doing damage to it, you know, doing it the right way and how to use it like it should be used and stuff like that. Um, but all in all, that's a good pick because... Uh, I just actually beat, well, I beat the soft version of the game um, before hunt, or before Master Rank. But uh, I'm only, I only have good things to say about Rise. Um, the only bad thing I have to say about Rise is uh, the Switch Axe. They changed one move, and it drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> but, um, like, the forward, the forward X move is like a running down slash now instead of just a regular down down slash so like i miss monsters all the fucking time mm. because i just run past them and i slam the ground and they're like hey and they fucking slap me in the ass and that's my only an only annoyance out of the whole game but it's funny how it's funny how all the weapons are so individual that they almost come off like fighters in a fighting game and so if you fuck with oh, them yeah. it throws the flow off Mm-hmm. you're like ah oh, shit like that yeah. one move I had this whole thing that I used to do and now I can't do it I have to like think of a whole new thing pretty sure they changed all the weapons too so. yeah that's always been one yeah. of my favorite things it's about the little bit, yeah. games yeah because uh, I actually started using the long sword and they took everything I hated about it in world out so <laughs> like I did a few hunts with the long sword and I was like this thing is fucking dope now it's fun in rise yeah um I probably wasn't using it how I should, but uh, it showed nice in uh, Iceborne because it changed in Iceborne too. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did, but it still had like a stiffness to it that like weird. That I, thought it, I thought it, that got rid of all the stiffness in Iceborne because they got rid no. of all the pauses. So. Yeah, because in Rise it, it just, just feels be. like it's just like oh, I'm building, I'm building up this meter. That's how I do more damage, and then that's like it that's the weapon and you're like this is awesome and like i said there's probably more to it that i'm just not understanding or wanting to understand i'm just there to kill shit but Fair enough. um it does it did seem like a better weapon uh, 
all the weapons seemed a little more graspable than in Monster Is that, I don't know if that's even a word. It's like Everything I got to focus. Do you look like fucking, you look scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to a demon. I, just, I feel like, I feel like they, the changes they made in Rise just made the game um, easier to pick up, but also there's still the depth of combat, so you can get pretty crazy with it too. So mm-hmm. uh, I just think a lot of the the inconveniences that the weapons had in World uh, were kind of taken away. I'm played with every weapon though, so I can only I, I, I don't want to speak too broadly, but at least from what I've tried, um, I think everything feels different but in a good way so mm-hmm. and the um fuck cats are palicos dogs are palamutes palamutes yeah. um the addition of the palamute i thought was really cool yeah, Being able yeah. To write them was like you could like sharpen your sword on them and do all this like yeah, you do a bunch of them that's surprising to me yeah i'm really glad between like after world, they were like, "All right, the sharpening stone is just something you have on you." Because like mm-hmm. yeah. in the older games, it was like, "Oh yeah, inventory cool. item you had to bring, mm-hmm. and you could yeah. run out." Every few missions, uh, you'd go gather. Yeah, yeah. One of my worst experiences with Monster Hunters, I was playing with Seth. We were fighting a Baroth. It was like my first time playing the game, or one of the first times playing the game, and. I ran out of sharpening stone, so I was just bouncing off his tail the whole time, and like I was just sort of running around. And finally, Seth brought it down. And I was like, "Jesus, that fucking sucked." Yeah, um, it's a lesson learned, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's the streamlining is something that Monster Hunter definitely needed. I know some purists are fucking pissed off about it, but for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, and I'm not even a purist, but you know, or a casual. I get where they're coming from, but I think game. it's in a better state now than it's ever been. Honestly, yeah. for gameplay uh, sake, healthier 100%. for the game. Yeah, for sure. But I do, I do miss like the the more uh, intensive prep of a of a hunt. Um, but uh, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably pick the newer version just because it's a it's a it's a more fun experience gameplay wise. But um, it, trying to get back on track. Is, yeah. Um. Monster Hunter Rise is probably uh, also on my list of uh, biggest dis- or not disappointments at all, not at all. Uh, <laughs> regrets. I didn't play it as much as I would have liked to, um, which really sucks. It is one of the games on my list where I'm just like, that's a game I wish I put more time into um, with the amount of games that came out this year. But I did play it, and what I did play, I really did enjoy. Um, it is a solid game. It's very impressive that that's happening on the Switch, um, the way that game plays. I mean, in some ways you can tell it's obviously on the Switch, but uh, when it comes down to gameplay and what the fights feel like, it's they did a really good job with it. But um, I, did, I do wish I put more time into it, uh, so I could have maybe um, humored it more for consideration on my list, which is a little revealing, but... Um, I don't think I should uh, humor it if I haven't played it enough. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Chevy, on uh, Monster Hunter Rise? No, we we already kind of rambled a bit. So. Yeah, yeah. I want to let it go because we're talking about the games, but at the same time, I want to find out that Josh's uh, first runner-up is also Monster Hunter Rise, and then <laughs> Cody's is also Monster Hunter Rise, and Sarah's is also. <laughs> so we just keep talking about Another it. Another clock, maybe for infinity. Uh, with that, Josh, you want to bring in uh, your first runner-up? Yeah, it's Skyrim. No, um, <laughs> I hate it. I I just, uh, <laughs> my first runner-up was uh, Near Replicant. Oh yeah. Um, mm. Wow. That every time I play a Near game, there's a very weird sense of like melancholy. That kind of like 
between the music and how depressing the fucking story is and how like this world just kind of sucks but it weirdly doesn't um, need more of that in the virtual world outside of the real world dude is like Stack it, up, yeah. it is such a unique experience to near um very you know very few games you get like you know like dark 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 souls you look at the world you're like this world sucks to live in blah 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 but like near just has a whole different feeling when it comes to the world like sucking um and people are surviving in it um i thought the game the the upgraded gameplay was amazing um you know brought it more in line with uh near automata automata however the hell you want to pronounce that um the story was really good i kind of uh regret missing it back on the playstation 3 days mm. um or on the playstation 3 because man you're missing out on one hell of a fucking story and then of course the multiple playthroughs things change and things you know uh are seen in a different light or you know a different perspective and then you're like what the fuck and then um some pretty heavy reveals um running par parallel with uh near automata really like cemented that game as a game of the year contender for me it was for fun sure. it was a blast to play to listen to uh and to experience the music's fucking i mean it's not a surprise it's amazing like that was that yeah. when i first played um um the last one fucking that was like i was playing like the demo of it before i really knew what the hell it was i like this game is pretty interesting i heard the music i was like what the fuck is this game dude like who the hell made this and the same thing with this i played replicant another fucking thing i'm upset i didn't play as much as i would have liked to um I was playing and I was like, dude, this is awesome. And the music is just like stellar. Everything about it's great. The experience is just something that is purely near. Like there's nothing, there is no other near game. There's games that are similar in some ways, but near has all these different ideas of gameplay and storytelling and music and layering of music, all this crazy stuff they do that creates this like uh, experience. That's just like, you can only get it there. And if you don't know, you don't know, you should check it out. Any of the nears. And then you'll instantly find out you're in love with Nier or your psychopath? <laughs> Okabe's music is fantastic. So yeah. For sure. Mm. Uh, that uh, unfortunately made my, my list of uh, regrets because I did not get to it this year. Yeah, everything I you guys are saying it. are my regrets. <laughs> all the games. I regret them all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, even just from my experience near Automata and, and what I've seen of Replicant. Um, I imagine I'm going to love it. Um, I already have the soundtrack on my phone already. So like I listen to it all the time. I, I, uh, I think they do a good job of even conveying the emotion of the game in that soundtrack. Cause even listening to it, like it's beautiful, but it's also like depressing. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. There's, there's a lot of moments in that game where I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't, very um, emotional in some some places for sure. Uh, you know, a lot like how uh, uh, Automata was, and it's like its second and third play playthroughs. You're just like, what the fuck? Mm. You know, especially with like some reveals and all that jazz. So uh, that's why it's 
runner-up to game of the year for me. Almost game of the year, but not quite. Can't wait to find out what your game of the year is. Um, moving on to Cody, what is your first runner-up? Okay, my first runner-up is uh, Metroid Dread. Oh, shit, um, we got a Metroid Dread in here. Yeah, um, still have it. I'm really close to beating it, but you know how those games are where you can just, there's so much to do, and just mm-hmm. like every Dark Dark Souls game, it's like I don't really necessarily, I like to get right up until the end. And kind of get everything I can before I beat the first, beat the game, but uh, uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's the music's good. Like for and I'm not really a huge Metroid fan. Um, I guess our, my ten year old Vincent, he's the one that's like the 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 resident uh, Metroid um, fan. But mm-hmm. he he lets he tells me all about like if I ever have a like it's basically a game that we go back and forth and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool. he, but he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, it's, um, it's just super fun. Uh, the, there's, uh, like counter mechanics to it. There's like these interceptors that kind of like are like kind of mini bosses in, uh, in certain rooms. Um, the boss, but it, I mean, it's a hard game. I mean, the boss battles are super hard. Um, yeah, but that's why it's my, uh, game of the year or runner up game of the year. That's, that's cool. Super I wasn't fun. expecting somebody to, uh, to really bring while well, both of your games have surprised me but um i wasn't expecting anyone to bring up metro dread i heard it's really good i, I never played it, it is, so. that's all I've yeah it's, it's really 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 good yeah. yeah yeah i wasn't sure if it's just like people who wanted a metroid game excited that they finally got one which is definitely worth celebrating or if it's actually like legit really good so it's really cool to hear mm-hmm. you saying that um i'm also glad that it's still difficult because metroid's always been oh, yeah. pretty difficult so um mm-hmm. i'm glad i didn't get watered down but uh but yeah, oh, no, that's... no, it's it's definitely doesn't it doesn't hold your hand. It's pretty. It's just like it's like the old Metroid games. Other mm-hmm. than like you know, because I think uh, I think the last time they had like counter mechanics or anything like that was two Samus's Quest or the remake of Samus's Quest. Sorry, but yeah. that yeah, the remake of Samus's Quest, which was on the uh, 3DS, I believe. But um, that one, yeah. So it's just it kind of it just has. I mean, just has that game that you know. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, you said Sam- Samus's Quest, and I thought you were talking about Fester's Quest for the <laughs> fucking NES. And I, I was like, those are fucking not the same game, man. But never mind. Uh, Metroid Fester's Quest? Like, dude, those are two mashups I didn't know I, I needed. Fester's Quest was fucking Zelda, dude. That was hard as shit, too. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that game. <laughs> Uh, but no, super good. I mean, we're, you know, we're, everyone's really just waiting for another, you know, prime. But mm-hmm. this one is really good. It's a full fledged game. I think actually the people that did the remake for Samus's Quest was they did this one too. So they oh, had cool. to do with this game. So it's a the, yeah. So it's a whole their um, their company that made it. I can't remember what it is, but um, but it's very good. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that everybody's waiting for Metroid Prime, just waiting for that, waiting for that, waiting for that, and then they offered up. A more traditional mm-hmm. Metroid, and oh yeah, everybody was like, "I'll take that," because they weren't. Yep. It wasn't in their mind that they were going to get right. a game like that. They're just waiting for yeah. Prime, and then it came out. And I'm glad to hear, really, anybody who played it loved it. So mm-hmm. that's very cool. Yeah, I almost, I almost feel like people, uh, because usually when games like make decisions that change the formula, they don't usually backtrack. And so I'm sure a lot of people are just expecting that to be how Metroid is now. And then they did make an old school one, and it's not like a remake; it's literally like mm-hmm. a game. So, oh, yeah. um, 
I mean, good on them for doing that. And I've, like I said earlier, I've heard nothing but good things. So, did anybody else play it? Nobody. Dang. Just Cody. No. Dang, that's Dang. it, dude. Not a, not a big Metroid fan. So we're just existing in a different world than Cody because we all played Ratchet and he's playing Metroid and. I have to be sure, honest, I have a hard time playing games on my Switch sometimes. And I know it's just like, mm. I feel like just in my head, but sometimes I have a hard time getting hyped for games. You've there. also sat there and like no life to a couple games on Switch too. It's like a certain type of game. Like yeah. I like RPGs. Mm. Um, I oh, think yeah, the last RPG, one RPG that machine. I, um, yeah, an RPG machine. The last game I played on there that I got kind of obsessed with was Graveyard Keeper. Mm-hmm. So like games I like that. I love nice. Grave, Graveyard yeah. Keeper. It's games like that that I think like, oh, I should play this on my Switch. And other games mm-hmm. I'm like, meh. There's literally games I'll play and I'll be like, this would be great on Switch. Yeah. And I'm playing mm-hmm. it on PC or, mm-hmm. or PS5 or something. And I'm like, I would love to just be able to take this with me. Or like when I played... Um, think loop hero i uh i was like is this on phone i would i would love to just have this with me like there's just certain games that just work on certain things for sure yeah it's very like uh indie bait like um like moonlighter games like moonlighter games like uh moonlighter uh binding of isaac or enter the gungeon stuff like that are Mm. all excellent switch games yeah um actually i don't know if enter the gungeon is on switch but if it is or if it's not it should be because sure games like Switch that I really just a, think lend to the Switch really well. It's just an RPG and Devolver fucking console. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Nintendo, of course. Oh, I've played my Switch a lot, so I did when I did. I've been taking a break because primarily I've been playing PC. But um, when I do play on my Switch, I always love the games on there, and it has games there I can't play anywhere else. So it's got that shit on lock. Um, anything else on Metroid Dread? No, it, but, uh, yes, kind of. It's just, it's <laughs> one of those games that is, is a like console seller. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it, oh, yeah. it's one of those ones if you're like, well, I don't know what to play. And it's like, that's, you know, that game is a game that's never going to drop in price. It's always going to be yeah. around 60. So, I mean, it's just going to be one of, you know, just pick that one up and you'll have fun with it. So, I mean, yeah, almost there, the, it the Mario game is like just now not fifty dollars so. yeah, yeah. yeah nintendo That's knows nintendo. that their games are gonna sell and so they're yeah. like we're not lowering that yeah you're gonna buy it anyway you want it don't you just yep, get it yep. you don't need a sale Ample just buy price, it you want idiot. it <laughs> all right well that's a good pick uh so far fucking mm. cody's curveballs oh. very very interesting oh. <laughs> bringing a, bring a flavor that we don't have so yeah for sure yeah spice bring that spice bring the cody, that spice. cody spice dude all right, Sarah, what is your uh, first runner-up? Um, World War Z Aftermath. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. Um, is my <laughs> cool. first runner-up. Um, I ha- I didn't play World War Z before. Um, so this is kind of my first experience with it, playing Aftermath. Um, but I love the co-op. Like, I... I love the difficulty scaling. I love that I, like, I just want to keep playing it. Even like, uh, like when you and I were playing with Josh and we did that same level like twenty times in a row and just oh, yeah. like kept dying at the same time. Josh's fault. A hundred percent. 
but it doesn't matter though because that's that's my point is like I still wanted to keep playing like I would have kept doing that because I was still having so much fun playing it mm -hmm. um, and I still felt like I was being rewarded like I was still having like a good experience um, which a lot of times in those scenarios you know you start to just get frustrated and then you just start doing worse just for the sake of being frustrated um, I don't feel like that with this game. I feel like I just want to keep playing it, and I just want to keep getting better and just play it all the time. Like, um, so yeah, like the all the different classes, like leveling all the different classes. Again, the difficulty scaling is just it leaves you just wanting to play it. Yeah, it has a lot of content, a lot of stuff yeah. to do, a lot of difficulties to move up if you want that challenge, and a yeah. lot of. A lot of every time you start beating this difficulty more and more easy, now you got another difficulty to move towards mm -hmm. experience uh, or not experience. Well, I guess you you do level in a certain way, but progression. You have uh, perks you're unlocking, guns you're unlocking, so it makes difficulties more and more capable of doing. And uh, the amount of content that comes in aftermath, which is what you're bringing up, because in case you don't know, World War Z came out already, and I think it was very underrated. So uh, aftermath coming out and kind of giving a refresher for people. Uh, giving people the opportunity to play it with more content uh, was very, very cool. But um, the game just has a lot to offer. Uh, yeah. And it's still, in my opinion, a, kind of a sleeper uh, as a game um, that I would I would highly recommend. Obviously, um, I agree with you and, you know, how good the game is. Um, I'd be so bold is to claim uh, as of right now when it comes to the genre Left 4 Dead created, I think World War Z is the best of all of them. Um legit like it's it's just got the best value the most fun the tightest shooting the most mm -hmm. variety and scenarios and things to do with the amount of characters in the game with voice acting it's just a complete effort into making a great game and they nailed it yeah and and the replayability is really high even for games like that i'm i would say that like we play a lot of games like that yeah for sure um and compare it to like uh like Aliens Fireteam Elite, we also played this year. You know, that game was a lot of fun and we played it a long time and then it just felt like we were done with it. And yeah, we got everything. Yeah, we did everything. And part of that were some, in my opinion, like less than ideal design choices by them. But also, um, I've, I still don't feel like that with World War Z and no. we've played a shit ton of it. Yeah. I just want to keep playing and just like keep getting better and like keep progressing. You need to baby me through it because I just bought it. Yeah, no, we should definitely yeah. play. Fucking let's play later, dude. I only yeah. played online and play. I, the multiplayer was fun. Like I liked the like the verses. Yeah, that shit's pretty oh, fun. Oh, dude, yeah, it's got verses and it's it's good. It's like it's, it's got like its own progression with zombies, sort of. Yeah. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's just like I I played only with one guy who was high, super high ranked and. Um, I held my own. It was fun. Like yeah. I liked the whole mechanic where it's like if you, you can't run too long, where zombies will horde to your area. Mm. It's kind of like you could use that to your advantage. And um, like if one guys are you know two guys are holding up in a in a building or something like that, you can kind of just like run in, create a bunch of noise. Zombies will horde yeah. in. Like it's just it's like no. It, so I can only imagine how that could translate into actual gameplay and the co-op and stuff. Is it is a four-player co-op? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's one of those that's rare already, games. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, every game is three-player nowadays. Because we were always talking about when Sarah, Seth, and I were playing, we are always like, we'd always make fun of the one bot because they <laughs> yep. were either completely on their shit killing everything or they were 
dumb as hell. Yep. And, uh, and, we, and, and we were always thinking, especially in the later difficulties, we were just like, man, it'd be nice if that was an actual person with perks and fucking shit like that. Cause this even would... if the person wasn't even that good, yeah, I think it would be better than, I mean, sometimes when the bot's killing, it's a killing machine <laughs> for sure, but it doesn't <laughs> know how to survive. It doesn't know how to help people that well. But like, you know, just a person who fucking just understands basic concepts would be better than that. Let alone, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who just knows what the fuck they're doing. It would be like so much better. Yeah. And yeah, but it has and, bot support, which is good. You can play it by yourself. Like it, it, it offers. It's got the fucking online verses. It's got the co-op. It's got a bunch of stuff to unlock in the co-op. It's got a shitload of chapters that go all over the world to get a huge variety. Um, mm-hmm. And then it has cross-play. That was one of the biggest reasons I was excited about it because, you know, uh, Josh's situation, he's not able to play uh, PC games for very long. So he's been playing a lot of console and I'm like, we can play games with Josh. That's great. Like we can play a PC game with this fucking uh, PS5. I assume you're playing on Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, works flawlessly. Like I, it just works. You just invite him and fucking we're playing. It's nice. Yeah. all, All the perks really like mesh well together. Like, um, they definitely have like their strengths. Like when we'd set up for hordes, Seth would be placing his claymores all over the place, and then, you know, my dumbass would get smashed by something, and Sarah would be like, "Here's a med kit," because she was a medic. And then, you know, we'd see a bull, and I'd shoot him with the fucking taser, which was so, awesome. Like, yeah, so like being That's able, true. just having that fourth person who would be Chef's kiss. Oh yeah, because then you know, just have something there. I like how we went from going like, this is a great game that came out in 2021 to like, hey, Cody, you should play with us. <laughs> we all play. You should play too. Um, Wait, I, no, mean, but- I, I think I uh, saw it on Twitter something where you were talked about it or you uh, tweeted at um, the game. Yeah, I, was, I can't I remember the game. About, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I saw it and I was like, damn, he fucking puts it nice, dude. I'm like, I got to pick that baby up. And I yeah. even picked it up and I told you I picked it up. I was like, damn, you just made it sound so fun. So I'm like, shit. Yeah, we yeah, were playing it pretty regularly there, there for a second. Yeah. I, I think we could easily go back to it. I don't at all feel like I'm done with it. So, yeah, yeah Sarah talking about the difficulty sliding. There is like when you move up a difficulty, you move up a difficulty. Because the first time there's that um, fucking stop being creepy. There we go. Um, Just tell himself because when we first played that that Moscow level where you're in the parking garage. And, like, the first time on, like, regular, we're just running through it, like, n- thinking that nothing's going on. And the second time, that's the level we did, what, like, four or five times? Yeah, it was rough. That beginning part was, like, fucking horrible. Yeah, and then we smashed the rest of it. And um, even Japan had that one, like, difficulty spike. But the uh, going from medium to hard, it was like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. you actually had to think up of strategies and fucking the correct ways to use your class instead of that, just that adds like, value to the this. experience though because like when you conquer it it feels good and because it's team oriented you have to work together if you don't you're gonna fail and so the game has a great uh some games you're just playing together you're killing shit and you're playing together and then other games games that are that do it well make it so you have to depend on each other that's the real yeah. co-op and this game definitely offers yeah. that so yeah, that uh, gas station level, man. When we f- finally beat that, when I think only one of us survived Sarah clutched it in the van. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, you went down, was, and I was there to the like very end, but I started getting hit by all the elite fucking monsters nonstop. And finally, I got murdered, and then she just grabbed the thing, just ran back, and 
was able to survive. But I was like, and yeah. the timer was almost out too. That's why we yeah. ran the first one. We had less than one minute. <laughs> and we were just like, we yeah. got to go. And then I got murdered. I'm like, fuck, it's over. And then she made it. So, Yeah. Um, the thing I, I really appreciated about the difficulty scaling, first off, is the difficulty scaling. I, of course, appreciate. But um, they, I feel like, really thought about how it scales. Like, I feel like some games will just, you know, increase the health of of all the mobs like yeah and that's it now it's harder mm. yeah, um, it's but i feel like they they've really thought about um different ways to make it harder and there's so many like f- factors going on like you know you're getting mobbed by zombies and um you can like if you don't keep moving you're gonna run out of ammo like you yep. you have to keep moving but also like if you do it too soon you're gonna get murdered by zombies like um, you have to be smart about everything yeah there's a lot of like little things going on the whole time that like really up the difficulty like you can't shoot each other like there's a lot of stuff going on you have to think about you really have to coordinate and work together and those are my favorite co-op experiences yeah yeah i agree no it's it's a great pick and uh this may be a little revealing but it was it's well it's it it was a huge contender for me this year because it's some of the most fun i've had in 2021 when it came to gaming was playing that game with you guys um but in a weird way i've played the game before this year so in my brain i'm like yeah but there's games that came out this year that i should probably spotlight so maybe it is still on my list but um but it was something i absolutely considered i was looking at it i was just like what game was more fun than this? Not a lot for me personally. So yeah. it's, I mean, we played the fuck out of it. I'm down to play more of it. So it feels like, uh, um, similar to me as like deep rock galactic. 100%. Like I feel like it's going to be a game that I'm always down to forever play. game. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. DRG is definitely one of my forever games. Like I'll never, yeah. I'll never be done with that game. Um, Chevy, is there anything you want to say about, uh, I know you didn't play it, but, uh, any, any interest in, in, uh, World Wars The Aftermath? Uh, honestly, not really. Uh, yeah. it's kind of out of my, yeah. my, uh, view, so. Fair. I'm just gonna have to buy it for you at some point and make you play it. There you go. I think you'll enjoy it to <laughs> a certain extent, but yeah, I don't think you'll love it. It's not Final Fantasy fourteen. Stressful. I always love the begin the little bit of a tangent. The beginning of every mission, how we're like, all right, let's do this quiet, and then you're just waiting. You're like, who's gonna fucking shoot off a gun loud as fuck, or who, or who's gonna run into a pack of zombies and then they can't, and then everybody's loud now. Or you gotta like, you gotta be ready for it. It's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, that whole, just make your best mission, effort. It's just like, who's gonna fucking do it? Yeah, even the same mission feels different every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. You can replay the same missions, and the the difficulty alone makes it like always a dynamic experience. So yeah, yeah. Anything else anybody wants to say on World War Z Aftermath? Mm-mm. Good pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree, hundred uh, percent. With that, I think I'm the last one, right? For first runner up. Okay, so I did almost I did almost pick that. I'm just gonna reveal that. Uh, I also very much enjoyed World War Z Aftermath. Um, it's a great game. Definitely check it out, especially if you like games like Left 4 Dead, Vermintide, uh, Aliens, Fireteam Elite, uh, Back for Blood, I guess. Um, I was going to say that, but I'm like, damn. <laughs> I was on the download, Back for Blood. Uh, yeah, so um, 
Man, this one, uh, this one, I'm gonna be honest with you, almost is my game of the year. Um, it's very good. Uh, the game is um, fun all around for fun's sake. Uh, it's got a lot of heart. It's uh, a passionately made game. It's fantastic in every single way, and I'm glad to see uh, that it won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. It is. It takes two. Um, me and you finished it last night. We beelined it because I was like, I need to know. I need to know if that should be considered or not because we played it earlier on, and what we did play, I enjoyed, but then we stopped playing it, as is the story of everything when it comes to playing games. And uh, and I was like, I just got to know. I got to know if it's if it's that good. It won Game of the Year, so like. Uh, Got to check it out. And we played through it and beat it. And it is a fantastic game. Like I said, almost my game of the year. Um, you know, what's so special about it? Uh, really everything, every inch of that game is is a dedicated uh, um, experience to video games, gameplay. Um, the game is a wealth of content in terms of experiences. Uh, the story's good. It's kind of simple, but it, there's a lot of heart to it. You can tell the people that made it wanted to tell a story that I think everybody can relate to. Um, I mean, it saved our relationship. So, right. Um, that's what it does. I remember when the game came out, everybody's like, yeah, dude, this game saved our relationship, saved our relationship. Like all the shells, like, holy fuck. I think they're all joking, but I hope so. Um, but uh, it's it's got a it's got a it's got a good story. Like I said, I think everybody can relate to. But uh, the real real thing here is it is a two player cooperative game only. There's no bot. You have to play with somebody else. And with that, they're able to do so much with the variety of gameplay um, that's constantly changing in this game. It, it, I can't. I don't even want to tell you about any of it. You just got to experience it. But it's mm. it's just like Ratchet and Clank. It's constantly changing. Constantly. Uh, offering new ideas you never expected it to do. Um, it's doing a lot of visual stuff, especially towards the end. That's really just awesome to look at. Um, a lot of uh, fun humor. Some of it's kind of ridiculous, uh, like relationship. Um, if you played it, you know. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's it's a solid platformer. It's really tight. Even when it it wants to be a shooter, sometimes, and it's never like just a shooter. Just in one moment, it might be like, yeah, you, you got to shoot things now. Um, it's tight there. Um, uh, the jumping and movement is really good. Um, a lot of the uh, being able to slide on certain things, interact with this, interact with that, all works uh, great. I never blame the game for any of the uh, the problems I, I would run into. Um, well, one respawn one time was kind of weird, but I, that's not enough to even give a shit about. Um, and yeah, the variety of, uh, of locations, levels, uh, characters you run to, interactivity. There's so much interactivity for the sake of interactivity in this game. It gives you nothing except for an experience that you can't have anywhere else. And that alone is worth playing it for. Um, if you played a way out, um, it's that times 20. Like, it's a story being told that has all these things to do. And you get to do that with somebody else that you're playing with. Um, so it's this shared experience, which I think most people are social beings. So like the, you know, the idea of like, Oh, I did this. Well, no, we did this. Do you see that? I did this, blah, blah, blah. It has that whole experience. It's really cool. Um, do you want to add something? I was just going to say as far as that, that, uh, like you're never doing the same thing as who you're playing with, you know, yeah. and, and each you player's doing different things. Every single thing, like you need the other person for, like, it's not, this like oh you know we're playing this game together mm -hmm. it's like you have to <laughs> like you have and it's to. a different experience like yep. i think if 
like we could play the game again and swap which character we played and have, have a, a totally different, different experience. experience. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And like the different zones, without, I really don't want to spoil any of it. It's all fun <laughs> when you find out. You get to a part and you're like, oh, shit, this is cool. Oh, what the hell? Like, this? oh, no, it's pretty cool. Um, but the, there's every every zone you go to, each character has their own thing they do. And then in the next place, they have their own thing they do. And uh, so it's always changing up. But these things get creative. Like, for instance, there's an area, I'm going to be vague here, and uh, each of you have like a half of a magnet, and they do uh, different things. If you have the red side or the blue side, they are either um, attracted or not attracted to certain things. And so there was a part that was kind of interesting where I had to like shoot magnetic things onto an ice wall that were sliding down, and you had to attach to the magnets on the wall to get up to an area. And so it took like, well, at that point, we're seasoned vets and very good at the game. Uh, so we didn't have to coordinate verbally, but uh, I started shooting the thing on the wall and you were just going up it. And it was a really cool um, cooperative challenge that um, that was definitely satisfying. Um, and the game is like fucking, that's, that's just one minor part of like a game that's full of nonstop um, experiences to have with people. So if you need to fix your relationship <laughs> with anybody, uh, play this game with them. Just sit them down and be like, we're gonna we're gonna work things out through this game. Um, or if you just want to have a lot of fun, I would highly, highly, highly recommend uh, It Takes Two. I think it's absolutely one of the best games of 2021, easily. Um, especially because it offers something that you're not getting other places, and in 2021, absolutely offers something that you weren't getting from a lot of people. So, and uh, yeah, everything Joseph Ferris has made so far has just been awesome. That dude and his team are super dedicated to give you experiences that other people aren't giving you. It, it's got that indie level imagination with specifically this game in EA budget. It, the game is very well made and looks great. So it's on Unreal. So it looks really good. I was yeah. really glad that they got that recognition at the Game Awards. Yeah. Oh, I won it. Like, it's not what I would have picked, obviously. I'm not picking it for my game <laughs> of the year. But I was like, if that wins, I'd be very happy. Now that I fucking, you know, have beaten it, I'm like, it absolutely deserves it. Like, yeah. I think everyone should just be able to agree, like, that That game deserved it for sure. So, well, it's, it's funny too, because, like, out of the games, um, you know, specifically in that show that were being nominated, um, I, I didn't play uh, It Takes Two. It is on my regret list. Um, as, as a game I, I wanted to play but didn't get around to. But uh, it was the one I definitely was rooting for to win because I did play the previous game and absolutely loved it. So. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we streamed it, I believe, and we just played through the We didn't intend to do it. We just played through the whole thing. Like, it was hard to put yeah. down because of the constant changing story narrative but also the things you can do in the game. It keeps you guessing and curious about what's going to happen. Sure. And this game's just that. But like way fucking more. It's it's just it's it's great. Josh, you played it. You haven't finished it though. Yeah, it's it's one of my biggest regrets of this year. I, uh, In my life. Um, we we did a few of the levels, and then we just never had the time to pick it back up again. Um, yeah. One of the things is like it's pretty like um, other than that fucking ridiculous book. Um, it's a pretty serious story like pretty adult themes um for such like a cartoon game you know in quotes mm -hmm. um because when you first like you're like oh shit like this is kind of dark and then you're in this fucking cartoon world and uh 
doing these cartoony things and you're like, and it's a, a nice subtle um, contrast to, you know, to what the story actually is about. Dude, you want to um, fucking, you want to talk dark, dude? I'm not going to say anything specific outside of cutie did nothing fucking wrong. Rip cutie. Cutie did nothing wrong. Does not deserve <laughs> what happened to cutie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that. Nightmare fuel. It's one of the most fucking horrendous things I've ever experienced in a game. <laughs> I gotta she, know. It's fucked up, um, dude. It's awful. But, like, I thought the bosses were really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, there, that, the uh, woodshed boss was challenging, you know. Um, and, I don't uh, know what that is. Woodshed boss. Do you Toolbox. remember? Huh? Toolbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to fucking uh, bust open the thing. Yeah, and like the platform's getting smaller. It's mm-hmm. just like a whole, like, you're like, fuck, it's like inexperience. And then, of course, you know, in most co op games, you're trying to look out for the other person too. Mm-hmm. So you're like wondering what they're doing at the same time. You're trying to save your own shit. And then, you know, you each have a, a, a position to play in this in these fights and in the levels and the puzzles and it's it's all a cohesive experience that's just a blast and it one is thing, 100% something you don't get nowhere else 100%. One thing I also love when you bring up the boss battles is they're always different. They're not just like they're challenging for sure and you have to coordinate. They like the game absolutely always is making sure that you have to work together. But um the game's super fucking self-aware too. So if it's doing something that's rough and you finish that part it knows to not just keep repeating that. It will change it up in the next. Like, for instance, if you're going through different phases of a boss battle, the mm. next phase is going to change it up because the game is like it's every inch of it has been thought about. They're not just like, yeah, the boss does this. It has this much health. Kill it. They're like, OK, you got to mm. do this part. Oh, well, yeah, you did that already. We're going to change it up now. Like the floor is going to change or the boss can start doing this now or you're now a potato and fucking it just changes. It just changes <laughs> things up. <laughs> and uh and so it it never it never feels it's just like ratchet and clank both games are designed in this way that that it just never gets old which is great especially for an 11 hour game it's not it's a great uh size of a game because it's not super short it's not a six hour call of duty campaign but it's also not fucking 20 30 hours of just like okay i get it like it's co-op whatever like it's the perfect the perfect uh, amount of just variety. Yeah, eleven hours is the perfect amount of time to spend with the person you're playing, and then you're like, "Hey, get the fuck away from me." Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Whenever we're done, I'm like, "Oh, that was fun. Okay, I'll see you later." Like, All right, come back in. Then we have to do the show. <laughs> this didn't fix shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did for eleven hours. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm interested in playing it. I haven't played it. It looks cool. I, I, I don't. I mean. I, I'm pretty sure Kelsey would play it with me, but it's just one of those, I mean, that you have to play. It just seems so out of left field, too, to have to play with it yeah. be just a couch co-op person. Or it goes online, right? There's online, and yeah. just like their last game, they have a code they can give somebody, and they can play with oh, you cool. if they don't own it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very cool. It yeah. just seems so, like, just the couple years that we've had, it just seems so to, like, to kind of have a game like that where you do need, like, like you said, like you both said, uh, uh, so dependent on the other player. Mm-hmm. It just seems so, I don't know, just very social. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. another, like I hope that they just continue to make 
games like that where it's just like you, you know more co-op like, just co-op basically Mm. Yeah, I hope uh, Hazelight, the the developer, uh, all three of their games have been co-op games, pure yeah. co-op. I, I barely played their first one. I almost want to go back and play it. But I hope they just keep doing this because obviously they're, they're good at it. Um, and I like that, that it's paying off at this point. When A Way Out came out, I saw people complaining about that you have to play with somebody. They want bot support. And I was like, yeah, yeah the bot's not going to do this. Like you need, you got to have somebody. This is the experience. It kind of sucks if you don't have somebody to play with, but maybe find someone online, like go to a forum or something. I'm sure there's people looking to play with you or whatever, but, um, oh, for sure. but the game would be less, lesser if there was a bot in it. And so like brothers, a tale of two sons, this, and now um, it takes two all games that banked on. You need to play with somebody. Um, I think in brothers, you could just control both the people if you needed to with one controller. But yeah, um, yeah. But uh, definitely them banking on and gambling on uh, making these experiences, I think, has paid off because now they've won game of the year uh, on you know the biggest gaming event of the year. And uh, it, it, that's going to just do so much for their success at this point. Same thing happened with, uh, you know, The Walking Dead from Tell- Telltale. Before that, it was kind of a niche thing. Oh, yeah. People played Telltale games. After that, they became the standard and they had like every property ever. Mm-hmm. So. True. I think after that, especially working for EA, Hazelight's going to be greenlit to do whatever the fuck they want. So, mm. and they deserve it because the game's awesome. That they all the games yeah. that they make are awesome. Yeah, I think it really shows like their passion for making games like that. Yeah, you know, to take a gamble like that and then to succeed as much as they have. Yeah. So, you'll love to see it unless they made a stupid thing and then it just fucking blew up. I can't really think of a whole lot of examples of that. I was going to say a game, but I'd piss people off. So <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Do it, dude. It's chaos. Yeah. I'm just going to throw a game out there just to the fucking. Any game, dude. Final Fantasy. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. Burn it down. Um, I don't think anyone believes that. Yeah, nobody does. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my first runner up. Almost game of the year. Game's fantastic. Highly recommend it. Anybody play it. I think anybody could like this game. Um, and I would definitely. I didn't grade my last game, but I'm just going to give a quick review. I'd probably give it an A to A+. Plus. It's 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 great. Fantastic game. Um, anything else anybody wants to say on It Takes Two? Mm-mm. We all good? Need to play it. Yes. Um, okay, so we started with Chevy last time, so that means Josh mm-hmm. is doing his game of the year. <clears throat> this is the best, in your opinion, everybody's opinion, their own opinions, the best game of 2021 for whatever reason, whether it's just like best graphics or best gameplay. I, I could fucking really get into the story on this one or whatever. I, I love that. I can go online and play with people. This doesn't matter. Whatever the reason it's your game of the year. So uh, do this how you want. Uh, game of the year for 2021 for me is Resident Evil 8, uh, Resident Evil Village. Um, it was a true experience. Um, it was fucking scary as one of the best villains um, in recent Resident Evil history. Um, in Lady Dimitrescu, because that's not even a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other four aren't bad also, but she is definitely a standout, uh, all pun aside, because she's fucking 10 feet tall. You you finished the um, game? Yeah. That end Twice. boss, dude, is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the end boss is wild. I think the um, a lot of the fights are really good, and they took they took what was so great about seven, and then they made it just a tad bit tighter. And uh, it, w- it wasn't like a huge ga- gameplay change or anything like that, but it was just enough to really get you into um, how feeling great when you shoot things. And, oh, it's a good first-person um, shooter now. Yeah, it's it, and it seems more of um, I felt like I was more like surviving with ammo than without you know like mm. seven was like oh shit a box of shotgun shells this is a rare treat yeah but you know and yeah i was running out of ammo all the fucking time in seven i was just <laughs> like what do i do now i got a pocket knife i guess i'll yeah. stab the moth out of the air but um but in this one you're fucking um buying all sorts of shit from that fat fuck and uh he's like cooking you stuff and like there's stuff to do in the world like i thought the village was a really cool like set piece how it opens up it's throughout the game gorgeous and it's so intricate in its design Mm -hmm. and even like the factory was super fucking intricate Mm -hmm. the dollhouse was creepy oh yeah that has one of the creepiest scenes in the fucking Fucking dude yeah recent history um I thought all the weapons were cool. They all felt really good. Um, upgrading them actually fucking meant something. How about that shotgun, that means, dude? Dude, that thing was a, just that thing was a killer. People feel so good when those fucking werewolves are running out. You're just like, boom, and just drop them. Sorry if I blew one's ears out. That's what's like every no. time you shoot somebody with that. Love it. Oh fucking yeah, love it. Just it's very like a gut roll, like throwing them out the door type shit. Oh, yeah. Like it's intense. Um, uh, the secrets were really cool. You always felt like you were like onto something, um, because it, it like led you on just enough, but not enough to, you know, let you still think you worked for it. Um, all the bosses were pretty cool. Uh, the fish guy was all right. The uh, I hate listening to that guy talk. I know. Drowning the whole time. Yeah. Oh God! Every time I killed that guy, I was fucking just better off. My life was better. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to. I wanted to try out the lightsaber, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't get, that get a either. chance to. Um, but then, like at the very end, you know, the character swap was really cool. Um, uh, Spoiler. Fucking seeing idea. it from a different perspective, it was uh. All around, man, this game just blew me away. And I did it off a recommendation from Seth because Seth was like, oh, my fucking 18th, you know, playthrough. Yeah, 25th. Like, yeah. Fuck out of that game, dude. And I said, me in this game. So unplayable. Oh, shit. And then uh, literally by him saying that, I went out and bought seven and eight and then played them both in a row. And They're both uh, bad, dude. Um, I think you can play eight alone, but to to get the full story, seven is definitely needed. Um, considering you're playing the same character, mm-hmm. um, there was yeah. a couple things I didn't quite understand. I had to look it up, but uh, other than that, um, I got nothing but good things to say about Resident Evil Eight. It's uh, it's fucking crafted really well. Looks great. Um, oh yeah, it's it's fucking everything. Beautiful. 
everything in that game, like I was like sitting to stop and look at it, yep. or there'd be like a fucking bone doll or something breezing in the wind, and I'm just staring at it while werewolves are up my ass and uh you know, like then there's like a moment of downtime and you're like, what's gonna jump scare? You know, mm-hmm. what's what's gonna do this? You know, oh, the famous the fucking corner. uh don't look out the window, you know, oh, yeah. on the back of that picture. Yeah. Um I like how there's compilations, so compilations of that of window. That. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that dude. I don't jump easy, man. That fucking window made me jump, and I was instantly pissed and pulled my shotgun out and just walked out there and blasted the guy. I'm like, you're gonna fucking die, dude. Ones I saw that was someone just immediately pulling the trigger on their pistol and getting a headshot. I was like, damn, that's a good reaction to have. Yeah, Yeah, it's the best reaction Um, to have. I I liked how there's a lot of things to collect, like the. you know, the special bird and the special fish so that Duke would make the meals to up your health or um, speed. and One individual um, pieces to, like, an amulet. You find, a, like, a crystal earlier on in the game, and then all of a sudden you find this thing, and it's like, you can sell this now or you can keep it for something later. And then when mm-hmm. you finally complete it and you get the bigger chunk of money, you're like, oh, shit. Like, it has this, mm-hmm. like... Yeah longevity to the whole journey you feel like you, that eureka moment where you're like oh fuck i finally have it like that's yeah. uh it's it's good with the, the 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 resident evil formula of having to go back to areas that you couldn't go to before and it all kind of makes everything start to feel more uh cohesive and start to mm-hmm. come together there's some um uh some very visual there's some visuals in that game that were mind blowing the first time you see them. When your first time you're walking up to Castle Dimitrescu, it's just it's Castlevania. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's wild looking. Yeah. It's just looking it's over so the cool village, looking. and like it has one of those things where you know you see the scale of it. You're like on one side of the village, and you look over, and on the mountainside, there's just this fucking giant castle. Yeah. Um, and then you and then or like when you first see the dollhouse. Um, with the waterfall and shit, you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the game is insanely picturesque. And I mean, like, that's always been a, a pretty big factor in the Resident Evil games outside of the bad ones. But uh, they've always had these, like, really, like, awesome designs for their their environments. But this game is just, like, it also, like, adds to the feeling of isolation. You feel like you're alone in a town in the, in the fucking mountains. Um, everything just looks like haunting in like this eerie way. Like you're just like, I'm by myself. I better go fucking get a lot of shotgun ammo, blast people. Yeah. It was a, it, yeah, it does have like a very, like there's an ecosystem here that I'm being introduced to and it's just going to go no matter what, but I'm here to fuck shit up kind of a thing. And you just mm-hmm. kind of get that feeling like this is how things have been for a long time. And you get that, you know, talking to the uh, people in the village, you know, they're just like, that's just, you know, how things are. There's a fucking nine foot tall lady up in a castle and she's been up there for hundreds of years. And like, and how they bring it to, um, they bring it to calling up, you know, past resident evil games and, um, umbrella and stuff like that. And the links and parallels were, kind of mind bending the first time you, you know, you experience them mm-hmm. and it, it kind of, it kind of takes some thought to digest. So all in all, it's awesome. I can literally play it right now. Um, I probably will eventually. Um, but yeah, that's my game of the year. It's a good pick. It's a fantastic game. And, uh, oh, yeah. 
I think definitely one of the best of the year for sure. Anyone got anything to add? No, I just, it's uh, not particularly when it comes to Josh, but just in general, it's not surprising to hear that game come up. Um, the amount of positive, just, you know, talk I've heard about that game all year. I, I honestly expected to hear about it when we did this. I like how Capcom at some point just had a meeting and they were just like, everybody makes fun of us. What do we do? We'll fucking we get our shit together. We start releasing just dope ass fucking games. That's what we do. And like I like what you're what you're saying here. And they just start just releasing dope ass games. Like everything Capcom makes now is just great. I just like, like how there was there was somebody going, We need to release better games and then and then the CEO's like, Yep. That's all you gotta do, dude. <laughs> That's all you just like, let's get our shit together. Let's fucking let's just release some banger ass games. I'll promote this guy. Yeah. Like I wanna send that, that guy engine. to the top, dude. He's the CEO now. <laughs> the fucking R E engine is fucking one of the best engines out there oh yeah no i agree 100 it's it's one of the most gorgeous engines and it seems to work fine they got a couple games on it now and if it rises on it monster yeah. hunter rises on it which is crazy to think so about. you can like downscale it quite a bit and make it look great on a switch and run smooth i mean it seems to be a really good engine um yeah. that i think is only being used by capcom which makes sense but i feel like other games could definitely be made on it mm-hmm Better than Frostbite. Better than Creation. Not better than Unreal 5, though. Holy fuck, dude. Unreal 5 is ridiculous. All right. uh, Let's move up to Cody. Cody, what's your, what's your, what's the, just the best game ever made in 2021? Hmm. Well, uh, (laughs) well, I'm just going to piggyback on Josh and and RE, RE uh, Village. Um, I was just thinking about it when, you know, everything, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but um, what kind of adds to it being my, uh, me picking it for game of the year is kind of the overall kind of feel when the game was about to be released and when it did release. I mean, there was like everything was mommy milky, you know, <laughs> it was, there was everything. The best was, ad you know, campaign yeah, ever. and it was just like, Look how big it, she is. you know, so it was like a you know kind of a phenomenon almost where mm-hmm. it's like oh you know Ari's back here we go like everyone's on on board we're all trying to figure out there's little tidbits of the gameplay that are coming out and shit's looking crazier and crazier the demo, um, so yeah when just putting that into perspective it's just like that's what I have to go and that that was like kind of one of the biggest gaming moments of the year was just being like bam Definitely. baby like Resident Evil's out and the game it was good like I kind of before that hadn't been playing too many horror games so mm-hmm. like to prepare myself to get the shit scared out of me kind of was playing a little bit of horror games before playing that mm-hmm. and still got the shit scared out of me most of the time and playing it in the dark and alone and um i remember just kind of having like a weird like you you beat it seth like really quickly mm-hmm. so i was like this motherfucker beat it already and then you're like oh well my second gameplay already i'm like what the fuck i was like trying i was like just having like this weird competitive shit with you and you don't even know about it. I'm like, I got to play. And then you're like, and then I start playing the second playthrough on insane. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, this is impossible. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even, I could not do it. I couldn't even get past like the second, like, uh, I got past just the, the, the werewolf part. And then after that, I was like, I don't think that I, I mean, I might go back to it, but it was like almost impossible for me to get past that part. So it, it ramps the fuck up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
it's ridiculous. Yeah, especially yeah. that part where all the the werewolves are like coming into the one, you know, the one building, and yeah, and and everything just seems like you're just like, well, I don't. There's literally nothing I can do. And yeah, yeah, I just kept running well. in circles, getting smacked every yeah. once in a while, going like, yeah. I'm gonna fucking die, I'm gonna fucking die. Somehow I made yeah. it through. So uh, it's, it's so cartoony. It's just, it's like at some points cartoony, uh, mm-hmm. like all, like every, all, like all the villains, like that's kind of, to me, it's like the shining point of the game are the villains. Oh, yeah. Um, and how, you know, it's like they all interact with each other and they're all siblings or, and you know, it's like a whole kind of thing. And it's just really, it's a whole, like you guys have talked about before, it's just a whole world mm-hmm. that, uh, just seems like it's been there forever. Like it's yeah. just like another RE story. Um, yeah, and the way yeah. it connects with the other RE stories, I think, exactly. is a responsible way to do it yep. because these first person ones, some people have their opinions on. I think most people like it at this point, but um, yep. they're telling this this story, their own story here, but they're connecting it uh, in some ways that you go, oh, shit, okay, that works. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that explains that. Oh, but this is still going its own way. But now it's kind of like mm-hmm. running in parallel with the main story of Resident Evil, which is something that needed to fucking happen because Resident sure. Evil's story has gotten stupid. And so, like, <laughs> it's just gotten ridiculous in what they do yeah. with it. And so doing this almost like it's not a, it's not a reboot. It's not restarting the story, but it's starting its own new story. That's not super dependent on the story that got out of control. And so they can just continue on this and go like, yeah, all those events did happen, but this is now the story and we're going to connect certain fibers here. Mm-hmm. Um, also the redemption of Chris Redfield, which is fucking nice because they made him into a cool yeah. character again. Yeah. Absolutely. Not some dude who fucking gives boulders left hooks and fucking. Yeah, that weird fucking Street Fighter character who's punching boulders and then in seven he's just like fucking some guy. This Steve dude showed up. He's like, Yeah. Hey, bro, I thought you looked like you needed help. What's your name? I'm I'm Chris Redfield. (laughs) You? (laughs) Who? You also have the name Chris Redfield? And then in this, they bring Chris Redfield in, like, oh, so that other guy wasn't you. Okay, that makes sense. Mm hmm. It makes more sense that there's some random Fair. dude showed up than that was you. Yeah. Fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, and it, the char- the main character Ethan, like in the in seven, he's just kind of like I mean this one too. Like he's kind of like a, I don't know, a vessel, I guess. Right. Like he is. A he's character. definitely a vessel. Like he, seven. A little bit. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's you still like he, I don't know. Like yeah, after after seven, like like was saying, like kind of more of a vessel, but this one you start to feel more for the character and then obviously he has more they to do with the story out. and all that yeah. Flush him out. Yeah, and uh um yeah, it's um yeah, it gets now I mean, honestly I had not been thinking about the entire game and as I've been talking, been thinking about the ending and I'm like, it was fucking crazy. So it's a, it's it a dope really wild, yeah, really wild. Um, yeah. so it was just a full fledged game from start to finish. I mean could take you a very long time to complete everything in the game or just just beat the game because i i remember getting beating the second boss i can't remember in which order but just thinking like there are two more bosses or three more bosses or whatever you're like holy shit like this game is long it's a long Mm -hmm. game Mm -hmm. um just getting to the castle seems like it takes forever you know what i mean and in the demos you think that that's kind of where the game the whole game takes place and then it's like oh but you know called village there's a village somewhere well and i didn't think about it too but like on the same page as like it takes two and ratchet and clank the pacing of resident evil 8's or village is really good because yeah. when you're feeling like okay i've been in this castle for a while you're not in it anymore 
Yeah, exactly. And then you're in yeah. this part of the village, or now you're in the new version of the village when things have changed up, or now you're yep. in the fucking swampy area. It's always mm-hmm. changing it up. It's the if one thing 2021's done really well, it's put out a bunch of greatly paced games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that absolutely. just like fucking respect your time, and you don't have to just do the same shit over and over and over again. And a lot of the, the you know, like a lot of like the cutscenes kind of is like you. Um, one part in particular I'm thinking in my head is when you get to the castle and you're hearing like, uh, 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 mommy Milky, mm-hmm. uh, it's her real name. Um, yeah, that's her first <laughs> and last name, yeah, but you're getting a lot of the storyline by sneaking around and kind of like, just like hiding and kind of doing that kind of thing. So you're just kind of like, it, it just, I don't know. It just feels like, um, that it's, it's you're, you're you find out things through like an organic way of just mm-hmm. like actually playing the game and getting to different areas and different um you know finding little tunnels and secret areas but well i love that in in uh castle Demetresque, it's it's giving you that resident evil experience the original resident evil it's giving you that yeah. mansion uncovering things oh, sure, yeah. but it also gives you the nemesis tyrant experience of having a constant uh, person chasing after you, but only, but not only just her, it's also the daughters. But as you progress through the story that happens in that castle, that changes over time. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to kind of watch that progress. It's almost like this, this like episode that's happening in the castle is its own story unfolding before you leave it. And so like, that's one of the things that's great about it is you get in these little samples of like a little bit of Resident Evil four in the village, a little bit of Resident mm-hmm. Evil in the castle, a little bit of, uh, you know, all the ones where you've had someone pursue you like nemesis and three. Um, and then like when you're in the swamps doing like almost like kind, kind of like a, a dangerous puzzle where you're having to navigate through the water while this thing is attacking you or trying to mm-hmm. get you. And you're trying to figure that out. Um, the game just has all these, and then boss battles that are always fucking spectacles. They're like these huge things. I remember the finale, I'll put it that way of like lady D or like, um, I forgot his name, but magnet guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and they're these huge spectacles. I just like looked at them like, holy shit, they went crazy with this. Um, yeah, the game's just full of, of all these experiences. Kind of parallels like uh, Resident Evil just in as a story in itself because you're right it does give you like a bunch of that um, Resident Evil one in the mansion where you're sneaking around you don't feel as like as powerful mm-hmm. but then eventually you're, you're just like something. when I was in the factory I was just like who's fucking getting this six shooter next you know like <laughs> it turns into doom uh, almost like it's just yeah. like all of a sudden you're like I got all the shit I'm ready to go I'm ready to fuck let's do this yeah. So it is kind of a like a you know a Resident Evil one through six. You know mm-hmm. you're just kind of like you get to a point where you're just you got a fucking doom boner and you're just yeah. ready to wreck people. Just good good old 2021 playing Resident Evil Village, getting that doom boner going, dude. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I mean two for Ari Village. I mean that's pretty good. Pretty good, I say. Yeah. It's a really good game. Anything else? Let me talk about the weird baby thing. The weird baby thing. Dude, that was the one thing you mentioned. I don't, I don't want to talk about it too, for too long, but uh, sure, sure. the game does uh, allow itself to be a much more fun shooter, but definitely still has scares. 
which is so good when you can nail that. Because Seven leaned into the scares, which it needed. Resident Evil needed to be scary again, and Seven mm-hmm. nailed it. At the sacrifice of having a slower-paced combat that felt more like a survival uh, horror game, which it needed. I wanted Resident Evil to be scary again. But then Village, and I had my worries about it, and the, they didn't matter because they didn't just nailed the game in every way. It was a more fun game with more replayability and actually still kept the horror elements that were scary. Mm-hmm. And that baby... I got to play that without any spoilers because I beat it pretty quick early on. Oh, yeah. And I literally, I it's been a long time where I like sat still for a second when like, yeah. I don't want to fucking go out there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I ran the thing. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to do yeah, this. Yeah. Why do I have to fucking deal with baby? Why is the, so why is Capcom like, creepy. fuck you deal yeah. with this shit. Yeah. I, I remember I, I, I got killed a couple times in that area Mm-hmm. Just so I could look at it more, Ooh, because it was Damascus, fucking dude. horrifying. I never, I never got like killed because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be around him. I don't want, I want to be around baby. Yeah, that fucking that scream, I can just still hear it, dude. It's just ringing in my head. Sometimes it make cute noises though. I'm like, that's weird. Oh yeah, it's like fucking. Yeah, it's like screaming at you, and then just like. I'm like, all right, he's having a good time. Baby's having a good time. I'm not, dude. It's too dark in this house. <laughs> I'll have a good time in the light, dude. Turn the light on. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to Sarah's game of the year of 2021. Was the best game of 2021, Sarah? Let's know. Um, my pick for game of the year in 2021 was It Takes Two. Oh yeah. Very nice. Um, uh, to be honest, I almost picked Ratchet and Clank, and then we beat It Takes Two, and I was like, oh. I like that, that better. <laughs> um, you know, it has a lot of the same. It does a, not the same things, but um, it does things well, kind of in the same way. Um, I think there's a huge variety of gameplay. Like, it's kind of mind blowing. Like how how many different like genres of game or or ways you can play that they sort of like shoved into this experience that still feels cohesive. Um, The pacing was great. Um, Really like creative game design. Um, Well thought out and creative. Um, Lots of different things going on. Like you touched on earlier like everything is interactive even things that don't need to be you know I got distracted jumping on bolts at one part and uh yeah a lot of like extra stuff you can do um, so much extra to do uh there's a lot of mini games that they've worked into the game that sort of like play off of the environments that you're in um and they kind of like made this little game within a game where it keeps track of which player, uh, which player is winning the mini games. Um, you can see it on like the menu in the game too, like who's winning, how many times you've played the games. Yeah, I never noticed that. Um, things like that. Um, Some of those mini games are fucking hidden too. In the, in, I'm just gonna be vague. The garden. There was a, there's a rock. I was like. I feel like I can get over that. I like jumped over and there's a whole area where a minigame was. I was like, yeah. oh, you already ran away. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't do it. But I was like, this is cool. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think it does a lot of things really well and the creativity of the design is, is really good. Um, and to like compare it to its predecessor, A Way Out, I think that um, the variety of gameplay is a lot higher in Way bigger, It yeah. Takes Two. Um, a Way Out is a certain type of game and it you know does it well. It's a fun game, but It Takes Two is just so many different things. And it all still feels, like I said, cohesive. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to give away too much of it. It's but hard to like, talk about. My my favorite sort of combination of, of gameplay style was uh, when they give you the two different types of watches. Oh yeah. Um, Those yeah, really fucking cool puzzles. Yeah, it was it was really creative, mm. and. Um, there was a couple, I felt like it was the part of the game where we sort of ran into like a hiccup the most. Like mm. we just have to like stop and kind of look around and, and be like, hey, what do they want us to do here? Yeah, just because a lot of games aren't giving you puzzles like that. And so we yeah. actually had to like think within the parameters they had set. And so like whatever galaxy brain, a fucking Hazelite created those puzzles yeah. that had to do with like time. Um it was cool that every once in a while, I mean, sometimes we wouldn't get it. And I'm like, well, you have your ability. We're not using it right now in how we're trying to solve this. So let's start thinking in that. Yeah. And that would, that would typically be it. Like we just weren't thinking outside the box enough. Yeah. Whereas, um, in obviously not to say anything negatively about the game, but like a lot of times we would just be getting through puzzles without like having to talk about them. Oh yeah. But, you know, we play a lot of games together um, anyway, so I think that helps. But, um, yeah, that part of the game we had to stop and think about, um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, the design, the kaleidoscope was really, really fun. Shit's wild, um, dude. I'm still I'm going to have nightmares about Cutie um, for the rest of my life. Yeah. And uh, Poor Cutie. Yeah, it's just, it's a really unique experience that I feel like I can share with anybody. Like, uh, you know, I feel like I could invite my coworker over or something who doesn't play games and play it with her and it would be a great experience for both of us. Um, yeah, I think anybody could play this game. Yeah, it it is challenging and engaging enough, um, like for people who play a lot of games um, but also still manages to be accessible and fun for prop somebody for I think anybody I mm -hmm. think anybody could find enjoyment playing this game. Yeah, it's it's design is so well done in the sense that yeah. it it really caters to everybody. Like it's it's a game like you think it's just like maybe a third person platformer. It it visits so many genres, um, you know, at certain times that. Uh, I think you can just appreciate it, uh, the whole experience, but different parts of it you might lean into more than others. It's not just one thing, and, and it is designed in a sense that gameplay is simple, but the interactions and the experience and sometimes what you can do with those simple things uh, become more of a social element that makes it more complicated. Yeah. And not not in like a I can't figure this out way, but like just in a you can, you can get more 
from it than just like you know a game like where you run jump and hit things and break things open um the game's very uh methodically designed in that way who played uh, who played who who played the fatso and who played the girl I played the fatso. <laughs> played the girl. She played the girl. We're just, you know, keeping it the way it's supposed to be. The way the, the game's meant to be played, yeah, okay? The way it's meant to be played, dude. Dudes play dudes and girls play girls, and that's how it is. Yeah. Um, Hard disagree. But uh, you play Final Fantasy XIV. Um, yeah. But uh, next time Pass, I play right? it, huh? It's on Game Pass. It might be. It takes two. If it is, it is. definitely it's play Pass. it on there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass. I was looking. Yeah, I think it was added it recently. Yeah, but it's a really uh, good bit. the back. next time, the next time I play it, I would just like a way out. I thought the exact same thing after me and Shelby finished. I was like, I need to play that with a different character. And then when me and you start playing, I played as the other character that I didn't play as. Um, this game even further, like fucking, then then a way out. Uh, I want to play it again uh, as the girl uh, May um, because uh, that's so. Cody, dude. That's his name. I won't yeah. play as Fatso. That's his name? Yeah, the, yeah. Game, the game tripped me out because the chick's like, Cody. I'm like, Cody? He ain't here, motherfucker. Um, no yeah, I had Cody. a moment on the menu where it keeps track of who wins what minigame where it said that Cody won this many times yeah. or whatever. And I was like, I didn't play this game with Cody. Yeah, Cody's not here. <laughs> um, oh, Cody don't win shit. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, God, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, so when I played again, though, um, the, the how different what each character does is so vastly different uh, in this cool. game that mm-hmm. I feel like I only played 50% of the game. This game's so co-op that even I did this when you, when you <laughs> left, um, skipping the credits, you have to both agree to do when I hold oh. circle, it only fills half the circle. So everything is, is co-op. Everybody has input <laughs> and the input on both characters uh, in all the situations is completely different. It even gives you completely different items that do completely different things. So that yeah. what you're doing, uh, like I was playing like a mage at one point in this in this part. And I'm doing all these ice moves and stuff and teleportation. And she was playing like a, a knight that had like all these attacks, like sword attacks and stuff. And we had to play completely different. I could like teleport through like cages. She couldn't. Yeah. Um, I could like freeze lava to make platforms to walk on. I almost mm-hmm. felt like um, that game that Josh just wrecked us in. Um, the wizard game. <laughs> oh, uh, it's not a versus game, yeah, but he wrecked yeah, us. Magicka, Magicka, yeah. I almost kind of felt like Magicka oh, yeah. a little bit. It's kind of neat. Um, and so I didn't get to experience that in a more actiony way like Sarah did, because um, I was essentially shooting ice and stuff like that. So playing that part though, like I was like breaking stuff. I'm like, where's the loot? And I'm like, there's no loot in this game. <laughs> where's the loot? And like since you've already mentioned it, like that's the thing. Like that part of the game feels like. A little RPG, yeah. Like, nothing. Like, that's totally different mm-hmm. than other ways that we've played the game. So. Yeah, it's constantly changing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just kind of blown away at like the creativity in the design. Yeah, every, everything about so, it's great. The creativity is great. Yeah. The imagination is great. The gameplay is great. The design's great. The music is actually really good in some areas. Like, I was yeah. like listening to them. Like, this is good. So, they just fucking knocked out the park of that game. They really did. Little spider buddies. Well, dude, the only time I've ever seen in any game ever where they try to represent spiders in a non-negative way. They made so them like cute. these little cute buddies. And I was like, what the fuck? 
And that, so like weird. the web shooting with that was mm-hmm. just like really neat. Yeah, like moments kind of like, you know, I'm like turning my head even though like <laughs> it's not like you're kind of going upside down and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was um Yeah, when you got your spider really buddy, I was like, Where's mine at, dude? I know. When I got one, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> my spider buddy. <laughs> I don't want to talk about too much though. I don't want to ruin it. It's fun yeah. seeing all these things as we got there. So yeah, I want to play just... it. I'm definitely. Oh yeah, if it's on Game Pass, I got Game Pass. I'm gonna play that shit. Yeah. 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 One one game of the year and Sarah's game of the year, almost mine. So definitely, yeah. definitely recommend it. Anything else? Um. Nope. I feel like I could just gush over the game for. <laughs> A long yeah, time. I mean, I'm so, sitting here joint gushing um, with you, so. But yeah, I feel like that's the gist of it, and I think you touched on a lot of positives as well. I just, I'm just really impressed with the game. Yeah, it's great. Um, and again, just being a fan of what they've done before, it's awesome to see this trajectory. I can't wait to I, whatever the fuck they make next. I'm buying it. it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's cool so. to see like how they how they've stepped it up with every mm-hmm. game that they've uh, released. Yeah, as far as steps. like the co-op, it's. Um, you know, they're really just, like, pushing the limits of what they can do with it. Mm. Yeah, I hope the next game they make is a two-player co-op game. I, I want them to stick with that because they're so good at it. So Yeah. Yeah. Make it weird and make a three-player co-op just to get a fucking all three of you. Gotta it takes three, dude. At the same time. <laughs> plays Cody May and whatever the robot daughter's name is. <laughs> that little girl is creepy, dude. Um, All right, so I'll jump into my game of the year. Uh, I was thinking about what my game of the year is going to be, and I feel like I don't think I'm going to surprise anybody here. Um, I feel like I've known since I played it, but um, what kind of qualifies it for me is how enthusiastic I've I've been about the idea of the game. I played a lot of good games this year. I've played a lot of pretty good games this year. Played a lot of games that were really good, but had some weaknesses to them. I played some disappointing games this year. This game, not only did I play and I was like, this game's fucking awesome. I'm like enthusiastic about it. If someone says it's good, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. That game is dope as shit. You're right. Um, it's a game I can't I can't sell enough uh, to people. And it's also Resident Evil Village. Uh, that is my game of the year as well. Um, I remember playing it uh, for the first time and my expectations were it's going to be about as good, maybe a little less. Uh, as good as Resident Evil 7 and uh, it was just way better than I thought it was going to be in every single way it is a gorgeous game visually and also in its design Um, the graphics are great the character models look great the enemies look awesome they're gross, they're dynamic in the way they move, dodging your bullets when you shoot out of shit Uh, the design of the world we've already touched on a bit is fucking gorgeous. It is such a beautiful looking game. And I, I love that dark shit, like that haunting stuff. And it's got both. It's beautiful and it's creepy. And it's just perfect for me. The The castle uh, on the hillside, the village itself is, is, is a character of its own. So is the castle. Uh, the warehouse not really a character. That's just a place she's blow people away at. But um, as Josh touched on earlier. Um but yeah, the design is just so good. And then like coming back to that Resident Evil experience of uh, going through areas and going, oh, I can't go through that door. Or I can't get through this uh, this uh, gate. Oh, I don't have the tool for that yet. Kind of that Metroid experience. And then going ahead and then finally you find the fucking wench and you're like, oh shit, there was like eight things I, I should have been able to open earlier, but I can't now. You go back and you're getting all these things and you're like, it just starts to feel like it's paying off. And then certain doors start opening. They go to whole new areas and wrapping back kind of like a dark souls game um 
And I'm not a huge fan of that design in some games because it just feels like you're backtracking a lot. But in this, there's always something new happening once you've done it. The environments change, the enemies change. Uh, it's it's always keeping you on your toes. Uh, combat is, well, I guess it's easy to make this claim, is the best uh, that, that Resident Evil has felt in first person easily. Um, they've only done it like four times, but uh, this is definitely the best. Um, I was going to say the best it's ever felt, but I think Resident Evil 2 Remake is the best yeah, that yeah, Resident yeah. Evil's felt. It, mm-hmm. I fucking love that game too. Um, but yeah, the combat is awesome. Every gun feels great. I Even the, the default pistol, upgrading that thing, and later just being able to shoot faster and get those headshots. Uh, the shotgun's awesome. Grenade launchers, revolvers, machine guns. Fucking, there's all sorts of crazy shit. And then the cool bonus stuff you used to get in older Resident Evil type games, like the lightsaber and stuff like that. Um, the currency you get to upgrade your weapons and then buy other weapons when you finish the game makes the game super replayable in the sense that it's already fun to play and now it's giving you new ways to play it. Um, as soon as I unlock a new gun, I was like, I got to fucking, I want to, I want to use that. So I had to start the game over, um, which was always fun. Even as you go up in the difficulties, certain things in the game start, start changing. Uh, you go up two difficulties from normal, forgot what it's called. And, uh, enemy placements are different now. Um, so it's, it's super replayable in that sense, especially if you want like a new experience they didn't have before. Um, the enemies are awesome. Um, the variety is much better than seven. It's a huge improvement. They literally listened to everything good and bad people had to say about seven and just went with that. Um, so yeah, the enemies are a lot of fun to shoot at. Uh, it, it, it gives me that Resident Evil 4 vibe where like the it's scary in the moment when you got like five werewolves running at you, but it also feels good when you're shooting them. It's a good shooter. Um, the, the combat is, is, uh, is, is very well done. The bosses are awesome. They're all imaginative. They're very anime. I felt like I was playing an anime in that Mm -hmm. sense. Uh, Cody kind of said earlier, but it's kind of like goofy sometimes like an anime, it gets serious and then it gets goofy and gets serious and it kind of goes all over the place. Um, I think Ethan is a more consistent and more well-rounded character. Um, I don't, I don't think he's like fucking salt snake or anything, but like, I liked him by the time I beat the game. I was like, okay, he's, he's a pretty cool character. Uh, I didn't feel like that at all in seven. Um, so that was cool to see. Um, and yeah, the bosses, uh, kind of give me like that berserk God hand feel where like, you got like the four people you got to go take out one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the end boss, which I won't talk about too much at all, uh, fits in nicely in the resident evil lore. Um, and, um, is very impressive looking visually when you fight them at the end. Um, I really, like, I was just looking, I even brought Chevy. I was like, dude, check out this boss. This is fucking crazy looking. Um, even Lady D, her finale, it's really fucking cool. Uh, you know, if you just saw her in the previews, like, oh, she's the big chick. There we call this mommy milky. That's cool. Um, but then, uh, you know, what happens when you finish that arc, um, was a genuine surprise for me. This game was just full of genuine surprises. Just constantly these big spectacles. I was like, they're going fucking all out with this shit, dude. And they're doing it. And in, in a way that's just working, they nailed it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could, I could gush about this game the same as it takes two, the same as when we were talking about, uh, resident evil before. I'm glad to hear two other people here, uh, also appreciate it as much. Um, you know, I don't need the validation in that sense. I've just known I, I love this game when I played it, but it's also awesome to hear that other people feel the same. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. Uh, it's definitely one of the best Resident Evils, which is really cool to be able to say. And 
if you can play a game like that, I would highly recommend it. It's definitely, in my opinion, the best game of 2021. And it's scary. And scary. It's spooky. It's scary. It's oh, fun. It's... Dude. it's everything. It's everything I want in a game. It's just fucking horrifying, beautiful, cool story, cool characters, and scary, like fear. Fear is an awesome game. That you uh, mentioned combat. how Ethan, uh, by the end, is like a cool character. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love how he's kind of like self-aware in this one, too. Like, after seven, he's just like, you know, let's fucking do it. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah there's no, like, he's just he's, like, fuck it, dude, I've been through it already. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, uh, you Crazy know, shit Heisenberg, in, like, the end, Heisenberg is saying something, and he's like, yeah, fuck you. You know, like, yeah. he's just fed up with it and um, his evolution. Especially given certain fucking... things about him now in eight. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah. fuck you, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. like the way they took the turn with him instead of just being like that was he in seven a journalist? I don't remember. Um He's he's a know, guy looking for being, his girlfriend. She hasn't been yeah. home in a while cooking him pot pies, so he's like, I'm hungry. And then she, he fucking shows up to save her and this bitch starts fucking stabbing him and he's like, What the fuck, dude? And then she meets her fuck meets meets the whole family. Welcome to the family. family. Yeah. Welcome to family. <laughs> hey boy, welcome to family. Oh, anyway. Um, but yeah, even like, I didn't like Heisenberg as a character, but he was well acted. Like his character was good point. too, dude. Just like the way, like all of them look so detailed, but like he just, for some reason, all the details on him and stuff just looked really good. Just reminded yeah. me of his Father voice drove me fucking though. nuts though. <laughs> he just reminded me his of Father Gascoigne. Yeah. 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 His voice yeah. was so dorky. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it was like a weird, Ethan like winters. Yeah, I was like, at first, at first, my first thought was like, is that fucking um, uh, the dude who played Higgs from uh, Troy Baker? Death Stranding? Yeah, I was like, is that Troy Baker? It and then he said something, like Troy I was Baker. Like, that was not Troy Baker. Character, yeah. Because <laughs> his, like, infl- his tone and shit, I was like, that kind of sounds like him, but it just... It's not, it's not quite Sephiroth and... Final Fantasy VII remake bad, but it's like kind of dorky sounding. It doesn't seem like that's what his voice should sound like in like I don't know Japanese or something. Yeah, it's not, it, it sounds kind of goofy, like a, fucking, like a rancher. Like a, I don't know, he's weird sounding. He just has like that weird like someone was like your character is like a quintessential like smart sciencey kind of guy, and you view everyone as lesser than you so like when he shows like oh, yeah. oh who are you you're <laughs> yeah, not yeah, from yeah. around here like it's like that kind of dorky oh, shit i'm like oh exactly god like how that fucking guy sounded yeah uh, it's uh, like uh, oh, oh, oh ethan yeah. we got work ethan to do tinctures. and tinctures <laughs> i would prefer if he's like oh, ting-. if you talk like that I'd be like that's a character that guy's fucking wild dude He's Even like the uh, hunchback of the seven seas, that fucking fish guy. He, uh, he, like Eeyore. his character model's nasty looking. Every time I saw that guy, I was like, "You're fucking sick." That's a nasty boy, dude. He's like, he's going, boy. "Mother Milky, little Humpty Dumpty." Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's that like, guy. like I can't remember. Does he have like that coat on? He's yeah, like this he's hiding his filth, dude. On. It looks like Mister Toad, dude. <laughs> Fucking just slimy Mr. Toad, just fucking just <laughs> dragging around. I saw people saying they felt bad for that character. I'm like, fuck him, dude. Like, you read yeah, his dude, logs a... and what he did to people? I don't give a shit what yeah, his yeah. fucking story yeah. is. Yeah, he was. Yeah, they were all assholes. He was picked on. 
I like how they're, I like how they're feeling bad for him because fucking Lady D and Heisenberg sure thinks he's you fucking shit, <laughs> and uh, but like he's still a bad person. Like he's yeah still I, yeah you, you go across a certain shit. line, you're just a bad person. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, to get this moving though, um, we obviously all dug it, and uh, it's a great game. And like I said, definitely my favorite game of uh, of 2021. But it's very close. I think it takes two is also fantastic, but. I just don't, I don't feel fucking this like hell yeah about it, but it's awesome. Love it. Um, all right, Chevy, you got to wrap this up for 2021. What is your favorite game? Um, well, I mean, like you, I, I don't think people are going to be surprised with my pick. Um, I'm going to go with Final Fantasy 14 and Walker. Um, you know, 10 years of, of story coming to conclusion. To a conclusion uh so there was uh, an element of risk there and then on top of that they took in my opinion two very risky routes in storytelling and didn't mess those up either so um i have to give them a lot of credit for that uh i think one thing the game also did and it's hard for me to talk about it because there's literally uh two-thirds of the game they didn't show in any advertising at all so i, I can't even talk i'd like to hear it. that oh um, but the, the way it mostly ended, there's a, a part I am nitpicky about, but, uh, people who've played it will know, but the, the ending of the actual story itself, um, it kind of just solidifies for me at this point now that, um, 14 is probably my favorite Final Fantasy of all time now. Um, that's fucking They did. Wild. It's, it's pretty crazy. And then. Here's the best part. On top of that, it's an MMO. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so I get to play it even afterwards and still enjoy it. But yeah, you don't have to just leave it and then replay it, it to get the story again. Like you're just still in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it was a wild ride. Um, Josh earlier when he was talking about um, my mind went blank there. Anyways, he used the term melancholy. And um, I actually think that word actually is is really appropriate for the last two thirds, especially the last third of Walker. Um, I felt pretty emotionally like in a weird place uh, at that point in the game. So I, it's hard to convey that because I can't talk about it. So mm-hmm. uh, game has some pretty heavy topics in it. is is really surprising to see. So. Yeah, so I would recommend, um, if, even if you're not into MMOs, you don't have to play it as an MMO. It is 100% a Final Fantasy title. It's a long commitment at this point, but I do think it's 100% worth it. And the, the their craft, it just as a development team, only gets better through each expansion. So any complaints you might have early game probably get alleviated over time. So, but yeah, I, yeah, that was I absolutely funny. love it. I thought it was funny people on somebody on Twitter a couple weeks back. I remember they were like saying like to think there's people out there who still don't realize that Final Fantasy 14 is a legitimate Final Fantasy fantasy game. Like they think yeah. it's just an MMO and it's like, no, it's like a full on Final Fantasy, like a just mainline Final Fantasy game. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy first, it's MMO second. Yeah. Yeah, the, the amount of people that I see talking about the like emotional responses that they have to the story in that game is it's just like that's i i see it everywhere that's the opinion yeah um, exactly um 
and I've, I've just been really happy too to see the amount of praise that's gotten this year um even prior to endwalker and then to release End, endwalker to like positive um feedback is really nice um i think it's a really good game i think they deserve all the praise they've been getting um and i'm happy happy for them happy for the game yeah happy no, for I, the players i happy for the players <laughs> it's gonna be on sarah's fucking tombstone dude Happy for the players. <laughs> it's it's one of those games I, I always think about. I always think about playing. One of the um, one of the things that Sarah brought up uh, that it was just it's always been solid. So like a lot of MMOs, like you always hear like with WoW, for example, there's always the hardcore group that are like, "Man, the expansion better fix this. I hate the game until the expansion comes out." Um, you know, and that I've seen that happen with Guild Wars 2, so that happened with WoW. Um, I don't really hear that a lot with Final Fantasy 14. I always hear just this game's fucking solid. I can't wait for the you know expansion and see what they do with it. And I don't know if that's a community thing or um, or just a huge testament of how the game is. I like to prefer to think it's the latter because I do think that game is a fucking a testament of what MMOs you know should be and i think it's a testament is with the influx of new players repeating that that didn't give it a chance originally and then they did because of the hype and a bunch of them end up saying the same things yeah so mm-hmm. obviously there's something going on there yeah and like they've just made a game that is historical you know when it comes to mmos you know yeah, at this point like, I, th- I would agree with that yeah it's a hundred percent in that big pantheon of MMOs, you know, mm-hmm. um, and whatever they do next, I'm excited. To, I, I mean, I say I'm going to play that fucking game all the time, but I never do. Same and, uh, I'm a little more responsible about though. I'm like, I'm not going to do it right now, but I want to. Um, so like that, you know, that does end up on a list of regrets though. I'm probably hundreds of hours of behind in, in game in gameplay, but I think she would argue getting through that story is more important, like digesting the story. Not that you're behind people in their gameplay, but that you should experience the story. Mm -hmm. I I think it's a general community sentiment as well, that there is no, there's no bad time to get into it. Um, And no one wants you to rush. Uh, Just like, you know, if you're not a story person, uh, and this one's a little more contentious, but like, if you just want to raid, Buy a boost and raid. It's fine. Like, just make sure for everyone else's sake, learn your job, learn how to play. <laughs> but uh, that's that's an, uh, that's another thing you don't really hear that you hear with a lot of other MMOs. It's like, hurry up, rush through the you know this expansion, this expansion, this expansion. Then the game gets really good. Um, from what I from er- everything that I, I I understand that you know the expansions do get better and better and better, but the original game is still fantastic. Um, yeah. I've gotten into none of the Heaven's Ward. That's the first expansion, right? I got into none of that, and I'm still, uh, and I still just have a good time with the game. It's still awesome, and I haven't even touched any extra shit yet. Um, so I, I have nothing but praise for a game that I don't play. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. That you know, and even the community is great. Yoshi P and his team are great. Um, 
they're very community driven you know they listen they give they have feedback they communicate it's it's just a really good they apologize good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's and so <laughs> uh that kind of ecosystem to uh, you know and there's it's there in some games but not a lot so um it's quite refreshing to see it at in such a um uh a way that gets things done. I feel like yeah, it's, and, and go ahead. I feel like it's one of those maybe like the only MMO that has been around for so long and still gets like universally positive praise. Like any other game that's been around as long as this game has, has you know, it starts to be like oh. You know, even if the story's still good, it's still like, well, the game's a little bit bloated now. Like, mm. it's hard to play. Like, there's all these problems. Um, and, you know, not to say that Final Fantasy is perfect because, you know, games aren't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just to see it still getting so much positive feedback is is really refreshing, especially in this genre. Yeah. And Shout I mean, out I to, could uh, easily sit here yeah, so a bunch of stuff. We're getting better. Well, oh, ESO, yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah, so a shout to ESO um, for being an MMO that's just gotten better over time. Sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if I if I if I needed to, I could easily sit here and just rip apart parts of fourteen. I wish they'd improve. Like mm. it yeah. is a video game. Mm. Um, but when I when I think about my game of the year, um, similar to when the original Last of Us came out, um, it is rare. It is extremely rare. For me to get emotional from uh an entertainment medium and uh yeah it accomplished that so it's cool it's good to hear glad my own brother's got got fucking emotions dude, <laughs> dude yeah. um, I, was, I was gonna say i feel um, like a bitch because i cry all the fucking time yeah, yeah i'm just looking <laughs> for reasons to cry shit. dude <laughs> like let me feel something dude Crybaby, give me dude. give me a little bit of that i need to feel i cried for cutie dude Metal Gear Solid Four. Oh, and dude, that's a cry fest. Seth dude. and I, <laughs> Seth and I, sitting there trying to butch up, but we had tears running down our face. It's like that was a pretty cool scene, huh, bro? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was that was. They did that one well. Twenty minutes later. Uh, uh Cody, you have anything to add to that? You play fourteen? Is it no? You're st- uh, but I just I could well I can just get in on the sentiment that I could play it. Uh, like, cause I just, you know, I could play for the story. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely more into the story. You know, I, I don't, uh, I, I, there are certain times where I get into like social gaming, you know, MMOs and stuff like that, or, mm-hmm. or I want to play them. Um, but I, it's not for me, but I, I just think if you're, if you, you, you like you're saying before, or Chevy was saying that it's a, a, or you also said it, but it's a story game first and mm-hmm. a MMO second. And I'm like that, that appeals to players like me. Um, who get overwhelmed by MMOs, and especially one being out for 10 years. Um, yeah, it's a lot of a shit to catch up on. Yeah, it's a lot of shit, to, yeah. To counter the the uh, the overwhelming thing, too, as well, uh, not counter, but to kind of, like, add something to that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that every MMO on the planet does, the longer it's out, is you log in, and there's just quest markers everywhere. Sure. And that, that is overwhelming for, like, most people, yeah. I'd say. Uh and the one thing I always try to emphasize with 14 is like the side quests, just ignore, them. just sure. only do the main yeah. scenario, mm-hmm. just 
get through the story, and if you enjoy yourself, those side quests are there to do later. Like, uh, some people don't do them at all. I mean, one of the the big content creators for the game, Mr. Happy, like his mini map makes me want to have a stroke. So, because <laughs> there's just quest markers everywhere, and I can't handle that. I have to clean the map up. Uh, That's my biggest issue. Is like every time I'm like, oh, you know, every time I run into like a new village, I'm like, motherfucker, because there's just yeah. shit everywhere. It bothers the hell I mean, out of me. Playing Endwalker with with the group I play with. I was probably one of the last ones to beat it, and I was one of the first ones to log in. Um, but I did every side quest, and a lot of them just beelined it through the story. So. I have to agree with Chevy. Like, as someone who's played a lot of MMOs um, and has just recently given Final Fantasy like a real, honest go, um, it's far less overwhelming for a game that's been out that uh, that long than other games I've played. Even like, Dude, even WoW. I played WoW for, for years, um, you know, not recently. And going back to it now, it's just like, I don't even, I don't know. I'll just log out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even when Final we, Fantasy doesn't feel like that. When we return to ESO, like every zone is its own story and progression. It doesn't really yeah. tell you that too well. And then every place you go, there's just a shitload of things to pick up. And half the stuff you don't even need to fucking pick up. Yeah. It's just trying to give you that Elder Scrolls experience of you can go do journeys anywhere. You don't have to, though. It's, it's not It's not the core progression it's just something to do i guess but like it is kind of overwhelming because i was just grabbing quests in all these zones from all over the fucking everywhere and yeah. i was like fuck dude where do i even start and it's like you just gotta find one you pick where you want a fucking quest and start there but yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy doesn't have that and although it, it is kind of confusing at first when you don't know what the different types of quests are and why they exist oh, yeah. Yeah. but that's something you can For learn sure. any game that's been out that long is is going to be overwhelming in a sense like mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. you know I, I definitely understand that sentiment but it's just to say that i think final fantasy does it better than um a lot of other mmos i think guild wars 2 is pretty good about it too but yeah that's structured differently yeah yeah that being said, the game is completely suffering from success right now, and you can't even buy it. So I apologize if I sold it to anybody. <laughs> suffering you from success. You can play it for too. free, I think, still, right? No, nope. you can't play it at all, right now. Mm, dude. Didn't you hear on Twitter? Is is the native PS5 version out? Yeah, not for you. Oh. I ain't playing. Yeah, yeah, not for fucking anybody right now. But... Also has PS5 controller features. Nice. And supports the PS5 audio system. Hmm. That's cool. I didn't know that. I gotta experience that. I haven't fucking tried that out. Hearing the the PS5 audio. All right. Well, unless there's anything else to say on any of the games for Game of the Year, uh, those are our games of the year. So I invite anybody watching this to let us know in the comments what's your game of the year, what's your favorite game of 2021, and if you want to give us some runner ups, what are things that almost made that? Uh, you know, let us know. I'm definitely curious about what other people think. Um, we got a lot of varied. Well, I guess for Game of the Year, not really. Three of us picked Resident Evil, which is awesome <laughs> to hear. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of uh, varied runner-ups and stuff, especially Cody bringing the fucking random ones. Um, very cool to see. <laughs> He's always the wild card. Um, always. Every, every, uh, yeah. Every, 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 every time you're on, dude, we don't know what baby. you're going to say. We're like, fucking Fuck watch that dude. guy. <laughs> He's the wild card. It's um, like streaming in lobbies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, closing out, um, and you guys can do the same. I'm just going to give a couple shout outs to the games that I considered for my top three uh, games. There's a bunch of great games that came out this year. Some real shit ones too. But um, there's a lot of games that I played that I really enjoyed. I was like, can, do I have a place for those? And I didn't. So I just want to say them anyway, just to kind of give them a shout out. First off, my biggest shout out is Cyberpunk 2077. It was something that I considered uh this year because it came out so late in 2020 that we kind of do the same thing the game awards do if it comes out late we can consider it the next year cyberpunk is a much better game all around than it was when it came out it deserves people's uh honest impressions of it uh i played it i loved it um i wanted to consider it uh for this but i couldn't because so many new and fresh games came out this year. I, th- I felt like it would take away from them if I did that, but it deserves a shout out. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, obviously, for obvious reasons, deserves a shout out. I haven't beaten it, so I couldn't consider it. Uh, World War Z Aftermath, same thing. It's a great game. I wanted to give the stage to something else, um, but it's great. Aliens Fireteam Elite, even though it's not as good as World War Z and not a lot of games are, um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, mm-hmm. I played it a lot. I cracked out on it, and uh, it was great. Icarus, uh, another shout out. Um, made by Dean Hall, the guy who made Day Z. Uh, it's still kind of in its early stages, but what they're doing with it is really exciting, and it's a lot of fun, uh, and it's frustrating as fuck in a good way. Um, so shout out to that. Uh, that's probably one of my most excited games of 2021 because it came out. I played it. I really like it a lot. Uh, the Ascent, shout out to that. We didn't finish it. It's only a 10-hour game, but we didn't finish it for some reason uh it's an awesome game it's not like the best thing ever but visually it's awesome it's a lot of fun gameplay wise it's a little uneven in how it distributes enemies on the map but that's fine it's a really good game definitely check it out if you want to check that out halo infinite shout out halo infinite man i had no fucking hype for this shit at all and then i played the multiplayer and i was like this is the best of the three big fps's when it comes to the versus stuff this year complete surprise and i played the campaign didn't finish it so i didn't consider it but all around, oh. uh, Halo, Halo Infinite's making up for, for lost time with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Halo Guardians. It's fucking awesome. Except for yep. the monetization and the progression needs work, but that can get fixed. Uh, shout out to Hitman 3. Hitman 3 is fucking awesome. It came out in January. I forgot it came out in 2021. Um, it's definitely the best of the three Hitman that have come out. They've reintroduced uh, Hitman uh, to uh, new players and people like me who like the older Hitmans. And it is just a stellar game. Looks amazing graphically. And the freedom to be able to do whatever you want in these uh, uh, missions is uh, next to no one in this in this. Uh, style of gameplay uh shout out to outriders um to add to the hitman thing real quick yeah um also shout out to it for being a full vr game yeah for sure i want to try that out uh hitman 3 is fucking awesome you can't do wrong with it it's just not like enough to elevate it to you know top three but um it's great through the Um, year Yeah. yeah exactly uh shout out to outriders um game that i had no hype for and then i played and i liked um it's really solid really fun if you want to play it with friends that's how you should play it you're gonna have fun it's not the most amazing thing ever but the story's way better than it should be it's way more interesting than it should be uh characters some of them are compelling and uh the gameplay is awesome it's a lot of fun um near replicant shout out to that damn josh the shadow man (laughs) (laughs) i just saw him back there uh near replicant It's, it's fucking near dude like it's it's i just only put like four hours into it I need to play it more, but it's really fucking good. And then uh, last one of my shoutouts is Tales of Arise. I still haven't finished it. It's not as good as I want it to be, but it's still super solid. Um, and uh, I will finish it, but I definitely recommend it to anybody who's looking for a JRPG uh, and you don't have any uh, problems with anime. 
because some people see the style and they're like, I don't want to play that. Um, but if you like the style, you're really going to play it. And you should play it. It's really good, um, especially for its gameplay. As it unfolds, it gets a lot better, and it's a lot of fun to play. So I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, those are all the games that uh, I had to sit there and cycle through. I literally, so many of those uh, made it to my second runner-up. But I was like, I got to go with Forza Horizon because all these games have problems with it. Forza Horizon has none. So, yeah. Any shout-outs you guys want to throw out there really quick? I have two. Oh, go ahead. Chevy. Let's just do the clockwise thing. Sarah, you go. Let's counterclockwise. Yeah, Chevy. Go Chevy. (laughs) Chevy. Go Chevy. All right. So my shout-outs are Forza Horizon 5. It is a solid racing game um and one of the few i actually want to play i'm not a big racing game guy so um if it can get me to play it i'm sure it can get a lot of people to play it uh and then my other shout out is for pokemon brilliant diamond slash shining pearl or bdsp if you prefer um it does nothing new in fact it's a remake of an old game but it's fun playing it on a tv instead of a handheld so i really appreciate that plus they did a good job making it um, you know, it, it's got like a cartoony look to it, but uh, it's not, you know, literally a port. It's a remake. So, yeah. yeah. Those are my shout outs. Cool. Let's go to Josh. Yeah, is this we doing disappointments here or are we doing that next? We'll do that next. Okay. Uh, two games. Uh, one, Lost Judgment, uh, made by the same people who make uh, the Yakuza games. Um, Lost Judgment. Uh, sequel to judgment um it is uh, not a game i actually could get into but um since yakuza now is going to the rpg route for all their f- future games judgment is what yakuza essentially was and it's it's a beat-em-up um crime story um anything that company puts out is good like i haven't seen anything bad from did them, you so. see the lead guy left though yeah, I did. I'm so, so worried about that because those okay. games are so good. And I'm like, they obviously were coming from one mind. Yeah. Um, and then the second one is Valheim. That released. Oh, yeah. Shout to Valheim. This year. Um, I I'd love, fuck, I'd like to get back into it, but I just haven't had the time. So. Uh, or the willpower to oh, sit um, on PC. The Mass Effect Remastered Trilogy. Uh, I played it and finished it um, in my downtime this year. So, kind of reminds me of, mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of, uh, like, there's a reason these are like um, considered greats. You know, some of the greats in gaming, um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, three, uh, but <laughs> two, hands down, is one of the greatest action RPGs ever. Is that uh, that's one great. of my favorite Western RPGs? Yeah. So uh, those are my shout outs. Those three. Good shout outs. Cody, got any shout outs? Um, just one you mentioned uh, Halo Infinite. Um, just like it's going to be the top contender for next year for sure, right? I mean, it's, it's fucking really good. Um, well, especially with the campaign releasing so late, you could definitely. Exactly. Yeah. And the only thing that it, I, I don't know if you said that, but the only thing that kind of like, kind of notches it too is just like no co-op uh being released right yeah. away um but the campaign is super fun i mean the gameplay is ridiculously fun um yeah just that 
just that's that's my uh that's my shout out yeah takes me sure. back to the Halo old days Infinite. dude like of playing like older halo like i forgot how much i missed that when we were playing it oh, again yeah. I was like, dude, I forgot Halo had like a place. Like, there's yeah. no first person shooters like Halo, and like, it, it reminded me of that. So that's obviously good. It's what they want. Oh, I'm to getting do. competitive with it too. That shit yeah. is it's fun. Like, it's it's legit fun. Like, I I definitely have days where I just come home and just crack out, and just play it, and just forget how many how long I've been playing. You need to hop um, back into it. Last time we were playing, we we're doing pretty good. So, oh yeah, yeah. You need to get Josh in there. Some slot. Yeah. Need to get. I mean, their Xbox is in the wild now, but fuck all my money and went to something else. So <laughs> fair. Bro, so, are you getting more shoutouts, Cody? Just that one. Just that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. Uh, my first shoutout is Outriders, um, because it I felt like was a little bit of an underdog. Um. It seemed really generic. I wasn't that interested in playing it, and then. I don't even remember why um, we ended up picking it up, but the story was much better than I expected it to be. Gameplay was interesting. Um, difficulty scaling was also um, done well, I think. Smart, um, yeah, that's weird. You know, as far as like what they scale up, I wasn't in love with. Um, it did get a little like bullet spongy, but I really liked the the way the world leveled up and and that it felt dynamic like the better you were doing the harder stuff got you started to do poorly um it would scale it back and you know you got better rewards and things like that um but gameplay wise class classes were all really interesting gameplay varied um i had a lot of fun playing it uh yeah um next shout out is icarus um, for taking what sometimes feels a little bit stale in a survival game and mixing it up. Um, I think the way they've designed the objectives and um, it's uh, it kind of allowed them to make that like tedious survival game that I really like while still keeping it interesting um, by giving you other things to focus on, other things to do, um, and get, making it feel like a dyna dynamic experience. Um, next is Humankind um, for taking oh, yeah. the Civ model and changing that up as well. Um, you know, it's not it's it's not just like Civ. Um, it gets compared to Civ a lot. I think there's things that it does better. I think um, mo most importantly, though, it um, felt like they really made an effort to try to do something differently. Um, which I really appreciated. It's a really fun game. It's one of those games you just like sit and suddenly, you know, eight hours have passed and what are you doing with your life? Um, and then my final shout out is to Godfall Fire and Darkness expansion that came out this year. Um, Me too, shout out. I was super, super hyped for Godfall last year before it was released. Somebody was. And I, I was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> And, the reason um, I bought it. <laughs> it, well, I was disappointed by it at mm. the time. I think Fire and Darkness came out this year and made it the game that it should have been on release. Added a lot of really cool features. Um, added a whole new, um, like realm, I guess, like a whole new like level, a whole new story campaign um, that was done much better than the first one. 
Um, added different gameplay types, a bunch of skins, like a bunch of stuff. Loved it. Yeah, added cursed weapons, added, uh, yeah. uh, it retooled um, the end game um, and added a new end game. And I just, I, even in the beginning, you know, I really loved the combat system in that game. And um, with Fire and Darkness, they've kind of stepped up the rest of the game to kind of make it feel like a more complete experience is a much better game than it was because yeah. yeah we we finished the campaign and i had fun but i was very okay with not playing it again because mm-hmm. like yeah, it was fine mm-hmm. also, but then we played again i was like oh shit they they put some work into this yeah and i did want to shout out cyberpunk 2077 as well which i picked for my game of the year last year but i know a lot of people pushed it off to this year um but then didn't pick it because i didn't like it but <laughs> um i loved that game when it came out Still love it. Have replayed it recently. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, shout out to Majernal. 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 Shout out to Majernal. <laughs> um, all right. And then before we uh, uh, end this shit, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great year for games. There's been a bunch of great years. Or not years. A bunch of great games uh, <laughs> great this year and next year. I Well, no, this year. We're in 2022 right now. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of great games uh even more so um so shout out to 2021 for offering a bunch of great games with that though there were some disappointments i thought it'd be fun to just kind of go through i'm not gonna sit there and shit on games because like maybe you like it it's not fun for you to listen to me but maybe if you hate the game you're like dude fucking tear it apart but a couple things i just kind of want to throw out there that i thought would be interesting um when it comes to the disappointments uh so yeah uh disappointing games for me this year uh back for blood um i liked it but i didn't love it I wanted to love it, and I prob- probably could still love it. Uh, I think it's worse when a game comes out, and it's almost as good as I want it to be, but not quite, because now I'm just kind of waiting. I'd rather it come out and be like, well, that game's fucking shit, I guess. I'm not going to play it anymore. But now I'm just kind of sitting around watching Back for Blood going like, is it awesome yet? Because it's pretty cool, but is it awesome? And it seems to be kind of a... a a thing. It seems like a lot of people kind of had that opinion. Um, yep. So uh, hopefully they can turn around and make it something that's like really exciting to play. Um, but it does kind of suck that when I was playing Back for Blood, I was like, they're re-releasing World War Z Aftermath and adding new content. I kind of want to go check that out. And I played. I'm like, this is fucking better. And if this- you were disappointed by Back for Blood. By World War Z. Yeah, it's yeah, hundred percent. Like if you wanted something more from Back for Blood, play World War Z. You won't be disappointed. Um, so yeah, I'm rooting for Back for Blood. I'm not talking shit about it. Uh, another big disappointment for me um, this year, and almost all these games are games I was hyped for. I wasn't ready for them to be negative. I wanted them to be good. Uh, Far Cry 6. Uh, and I know people are mixed on that. So if you liked it, I'm not saying it's a, a shit game. I'm not saying it's bad. I don't even think that. But it wasn't as good as I want it to be. Um, just so you know, I'm, I'm like a Far Cry 5, Far Cry 3 guy. Everyone's a Far Cry 3 guy. Um, I love those games. I think 5 is the best one. Um, but uh, 6 felt hollow in a lot of ways. It was a fun experience. It was fun to do co-op. But I did get to a point where I just want to be done with it. I was like, I just got, I just want to beat it so I know like if the story gets better or not. It doesn't. It's a very straightforward story. It's a very boring story in my opinion. And the uh, villain is wasted. Um, especially for far cry like what this is the villain dude do you know what villains you've put in your games before why is this guy here and especially with the dude who could have pulled off a really good yeah. fucking villain like why'd you waste him um so anyway far cry 6 was a disappointment for me uh the biggest disappointment for me in in 2021 was uh, battlefield 4, uh, 2042 um 
I was so fucking ready for Battlefield to come back. Um, and at this point, my least favorite Battlefield, which is five, uh, I would prefer to play that than 2042. Um, it's And maybe it's gotten better at this point, but I feel like it needs a year's worth of work at the least. Um, it's just a vacant husk of what visually you'd expect from Battlefield without all the inner uh, mechanics that you want from Battlefield and expect from Battlefield. Um, it was disappointing, like really disappointing. Like I played it and I played the beta. I was like, oh no. And then I bought it and I played it. And I was like, oh no. And I refunded it with the full intention of buying it again later once they fix it. I want it to be good. I'm waiting. So that was a disappointment. And then my last disappointment, uh, again, another game I was hyped for. I bought it and played it. Uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends. Um, this game has a really fucking cool idea and a cool visual style. And everything on paper sounds awesome. But when you play it, it does not lean into the things you want it to lean into. The stealth doesn't matter that much. The gameplay of getting to the chest first does not does not change it once the chest is in play everyone knows and it's just a fucking everyone just run around fighting each other shooting each other annoying each other um the ai is not that great uh the maps want to be these like cool stealth dynamic uh arenas but they're not it's just whoever gets the chest first uh gets the head start and um they could they could easily fix the game but uh from what i've played so far um it's just it's just like, hey, this is what the game looks like it should be, and then you play it, and it's not. And you're like, fuck, dude. Like, I was really excited for that idea, and you didn't even do it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they fix that. It also kind of fell off in its gameplay a little bit. It felt kind of stiff in some ways and not very gratifying. But the, I want, I'd like, I'm still open to liking it if they fix it. So Those are my biggest disappointments of 2021. I'm sure there's other ones. I feel like this whole year had a lot of disappointments. But, well, 2021 did. I keep forgetting it's 2022. Um yeah, Chevy, uh, any disappointments? Um, yeah, one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to play New World. And oh. uh, I lost list. two 3080s to that game. And oh, yeah. it also was riddled throughout the year with, um, and I can overlook bugs, but critical bugs yeah. um, that were economy shattering and also risky uh, for people with the HTML HTML glitch that happened for a little bit there. Now, obviously, these are these are problems they've they've worked on, but um, some of them honestly should not have existed in the first place. Um, especially because games in the past have had these issues, and they had that to look back on and and have should have had that knowledge. Now, um, I do want to put it out there that I don't think New World is a bad game. I wanted to like it. I enjoyed playing it. I'm not in the camp of it's a shit game. I do think um, it needs work on a on a technical way. It needs content, and um, hopefully, at some point, I can feel comfortable playing it because I'm not going to lose a, a third graphics card to it. Yeah, you've already done it twice. Yeah. Why would why would you? Yeah, that's that's fucking major. And to add on to that, I want to give it. I want to give New World a positive shout out in the sense that someone made a new MMO. And for me, I'm also not in the camp of it sucks. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, once I realized Chevy wasn't gonna be playing regularly, though, I was like, well, it'll just be me and Sarah, and we can just go play something else until it gets like good or whatever. Um, well, I wanted like more and more people to play, it, and then like all these problems kept stacking up. I'm like, people aren't gonna play this. Um, so anyway, yeah, shout out because uh, it was a fun, uh, refreshing, and brand new MMO. But then, yeah, the the problems that affected Chevy obviously you know bother me, but they didn't affect me. Uh, so whatever. But then like 
some of the other big issues. Some of the earlier bugs I, I can overlook as well. But yeah, when it starts getting to the point where people can crash your game and there's all these like amateur mistakes that they made with the, the, the release of the game, uh, get your shit together. That's all I got to say. Fix the fucking game. Get it going because I enjoyed it. Um, but it also is disappointing to see that a game I liked had this many problems and some fucking critical, critical problems. Like destroying hardware. Just, That's crazy. Yeah. Just remember, Amazon is an indie company. Yeah. 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 If you look at their track record of games. Yeah. True. Yeah. It kind of freaks me out for Lost Ark. Um, I Same. want to play it, but it was fun. But, yeah, uh, it's fun. Yeah, Amazon totally doesn't handle up. things very well. Yeah. Uh, any other disappointments? That's it. it was a good one. I uh, completely forgot about that. Uh, Josh, any disappointments? Um, I absolutely fucking detest Far Cry 6. Um, what? I do not like that game at Which all. Game? Far Cry 6. Oh. You're really quiet for some reason. Oh, sorry. Um, it's like you're back in a no, box. I, I do not like Far Cry 6 at all. It was... An insane disappointment to me. Huge mm-hmm. step back from five. Um, I just thought it was very, very cliche in everything it did. And none of it, in my opinion, was enjoyable. Um, sorry about it, but it's just... <laughs> I just didn't. I just. I didn't have a good time with it. I thought the story was bad. The characters weren't weren't cool. The villain was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, gameplay, uh, bringing in like the, you know, if they're armored, you have to use an armored weapon. Uh, if they're soft target, you saw like, dude, just let me, yeah, fucking kill stuff. Like it, this shouldn't be a fucking, what New Dawn did. Yep. Um, it's like a middle health ground. bars and shit. Like, if I shoot them in the head, they should be dead. You know, if they have armor on, then whatever. That that's a staple of Far of far, far Cry. But like, don't make it like this this meta game thing. And then you know, where then there's a chopper in the air, but I got to use my ultimate to take it down, and it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, dude, early game, you better have that fucking Supremo. Where you can shoot down helicopters with the rockets, because like every gun doesn't do damage to helicopters. Yeah. They're like re- like it doesn't feel realistic. It feels like it's it's very like gamey in the sense that like you need the right weapon to defeat this yeah, enemy. They give you all mm. these options and then force you into playing a certain yeah. way. Yeah, it got to the point yeah, where I wouldn't and... even fucking switch out the first Supremo in the game yeah. because it was the most useful. There were some that were kind of interesting, but why would I use them when anytime a big threat shows up that I'm having problems with, I have a delete button. That's it. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's the, they give you the best the thing in the beginning. I, that's the reason I use the fucking um, Shockwave one, the EMP, because it would take out copters and it would take out tanks. Because even with a rocket launcher, tanks were fucking impossible to kill. Took a lot of hits, yeah. And it, it was just it was just a bad experience for me. Um, I won't go on and on and on about it. Yeah. But um that was re- that was a disappointment. Um Battlefield twenty forty two was a disappointment. I really wanted to like it. But after playing the beta, I was like, God damn, this is this needs work. And then it turns out that was the fucking game we got. Mm-hmm. And it needs work. Um let me think. 
other than that, I mean, I don't really have much other disappointments. So it's good. Those two games. I agree. Cody, any disappointments? Um, fix back for blood. That's yeah. really it. Just fix back for blood. It's fun. It's really fun, but there's some crazy shit. Um, that scared the fuck out of me. Damn. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's like a horror movie. For anybody listening, the, uh, an entity showed up behind Josh's head in the dark. In darkness, yeah. Cody was getting, you could see in his I'm face. His soul. <laughs> um, but yeah, but fix back for blood. Cause that, it, it's just, it's so fun, but it's just so, I, it's so, I don't know. It's just, there's so much to it. I don't know. Like this, the difficulty just kind of gets ridiculous sometimes. It's just, um, there's a, it's less, at least when I played, I got really far, uh, or really close to beating the, the, the game, but I got, I'm literally stuck on like the third act, but there's one, um, and I just played with just randoms mm-hmm. like leading up to this, probably, you know, one of my biggest regrets too, is not making more of an effort to at least play with you. But, mm-hmm. uh, that it's just, once you got to a certain point, it was really hard to get back to that level, that area that you were at. You I, I, um, the matchmaking was really bad. Um, that actually, that's probably my biggest gripe of that game is like the matchmaking. I think that was kind of like the, the biggest, um, uh, problem I had with it. Yeah. Um, some glitches that happened here, there. I had one game, like literally there was one, um, a, where I, we couldn't finish the level it was, uh, the one time I played with like actual productive randos and it was, um, there was like, I don't know if you got to that point. It was pretty far in the game where you have to like get these crates, but you have to attach these cables to the, like, each, uh, like each side of a crate. Mm. Um, and then once you do it, it's like the whole time is like, just get to the crate. So it's basically having to like all the players just kind of converge on the one crate and then you kind of leave the level. Um, but we did it multiple times and it just, it you know, all these um, uh, hordes just kept coming. So every time we would do it, it would just give you a time limit, but they would just keep happening and happening and happening. And we just like kept just well, how long we could just sit there and just go through the hordes before the glitch would end and it just wouldn't. And then that was the last time I played basically because I was like, well, that sucks. I can't even beat that level. And I was like literally two, like one, two or one or two levels away from beating the actual uh, act that act mm. I think it was act two or something but um, yeah so it was just like I, why would I go back and play it now it's I don't know yeah the most frustrating is... frustrating thing about that game is like that it is it's fun it's fun enough but yeah, like fun. it is fun it, it yeah. just it has some random issues that don't really help with the fun and then also yeah. feels very much like Left 4 Dead which is exactly what I want but it feels yeah. almost outdated a little bit sure. like it felt like yeah. I feel like it should have came out a while back Oh yeah, um, it's it's cool. a lot of fun, but I feel like the time I'm investing yeah. in these long runs to get a couple cards that I'm gonna randomly get yeah. wherever the fuck yeah. between matches yeah. is time I could invest in a game like World War Z, where I'm like yeah. actually getting new perks that change the way I play and guns yeah. and um, you know all that kind of stuff. The shout out though, that game's got fucking crossplay like World War Z, so that's something that games like this, any co-op game needs to have crossplay across the For board. Sure. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's such a fucking awesome thing. Um, but yeah, every time I played it, I uh, I was having fun, but I wasn't having like as much fun as I'd like to be. 
right. that I could be having in other games. So mm-hmm. it just Absolutely. is, it's like fucking just kind of like, forth. it's like you get some yeah. food, but like it's lacking seasoning. It doesn't have the fucking enough salt or something like that. Mm, you need that salt. Yeah. Like it's just missing oh, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt forced trying to get through the game just to say that I got through the game yeah. to be like, maybe it'll get better later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just stopping just made sense. Like you said, there's other games other games i could put my time into but yeah um just fix it i'm sure yeah. i'm sure it'll get fixed like i think that it has the su- support i think people do want to play it it's um I, I hope so because they made um evolve and that game oh, yeah. came out with yeah, a cool yeah. idea and then it got they abandoned it so i yeah. worry that oh we could have a similar okay. situation i would hate that because i feel like they pretty much made 90 percent a fucking really good game it's got to do a little oh, yeah. bit more work, and it could be something that like I have to come back and play. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. hope they don't yeah. just go like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" It's like evolve again. Let's just bounce before we waste time and money. Yeah. So, anything else? No, no, it was really, right. sir. Um. Well, I'll start real quick just to finish up the conversation. Um. Back for blood. Um, I basically agree with everything you guys said. I think it was shown up by Aliens Fireteam Elite in World Wars The Aftermath. Um, I think those games yeah, what a weird year. did it better. Like it's, yeah. Um, so play those games. If you also were disappointed by Back for Blood, because especially uh, Aliens, I think, deserves some love, even though World War Z is they better. They just added new guns, dude. Yeah. I want to hop back in there and get those guns. Um, yeah, they seem to be supporting the game really well, which we'll see how that goes for them. Um, Josh looks like fucking Pazuzu from fucking, <laughs> uh, what is it, Exorcist? Um, I also was disappointed by Hood Outlaws and Legends. Mm. Um, I was super hyped for that game. I felt like that was a game that we could have played a lot. Like it felt so much. Like, I was ready to play. Yeah, that game I was a so lot. ready to like convince everybody to buy it and like it be a game that we played the way that we played World War Z and stuff. So, Godfall and it lately. was, it was not that. Yeah, I uh, I went from that. like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna play this class. You're gonna play mm-hmm. that class. It's gonna be a fucking blast. Yeah. And I played it. and I just like slowly backed yep, away. Just from backed it. away. I was like, that's oh, exactly oh, what happened. I'm gonna we just, not talk about it. We anymore. just stopped talking about it. Yeah. Like. Um, I was disappointed in New World mm-hmm. as well. I still really love the game, um, but and it it's it's so disappointing because I thought that they had like a pretty solid release as far as MMOs go. Had some issues, of course, like but. The game design is really good. I think they did new and interesting things um, within the genre. Um, And then, like, it just keeps getting worse. Like, they're not fixing anything. There's just more and more bugs, like game-breaking bugs, like things that, like, negate progress you've made. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's really kind of sad and embarrassing it's weird to <laughs> see something come out kind of okay and then they kind of botch something and then with that they're just like it's like some it's dude like, a like s- snowball like yeah. it's just getting worse yeah it's crazy uh, I, yeah i hope um, i hope they can get some like proper leadership to take control and go like this is what we gotta fucking fix yeah um 
And then the obviously like Chevy having the issues with the video card is yeah. it's hard to be like, oh yeah, we should play this game. Um, I get if you're just like, eh, that, I don't like know? those bugs, but when your shit breaks, I'm like, yeah, yeah it's hard to get Jeff Bezos owes you another thirty eighty dog a couple. Okay. Now it's like, can he I? Can afford it? I can't even that. recommend yeah, the game. Like I can't back. ask people to play it with me, like mm-hmm. because. Sorry, your shit broke. You want to risk your hardware? To yeah. Fucking play this game with yeah, me, dude. You really want to play this game? You gotta earn it, dude. Why don't you willing to sacrifice? I mean, not, to, not to speak for Chris, but like, uh, as soon as I, I I lost the second card, he was like, ah, "I'm not risking it," and he stopped playing it. So. Yeah. You can yeah. speak for Chris, dude. He didn't show up, dude. Chris didn't show up, so this is what he told me. He told me his game of the year is Battlefield 2042. He said his <laughs> fucking runner-up, first nice. runner-up, is goddamn... was was the disappointing games? Um, Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6. Yeah. And then, to be charitable, because he has friends that play it, Final Fantasy 14. Not Endwalker, just the game. That's his second runner-up. Just to be nice. Um, and then my biggest disappointment of the year was Far Cry 6. Hot damn. Yeah, boy. Um, I <laughs> was ready that game, for that dude. to be my game of the year. Like, so ready. I, I wanted it. And then it wasn't. It was like a chore well, to finish I was not excited at all about it. So maybe that was like, I t- need to trust my <laughs> intuition, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, like, that's nah. good intuition. I, well, like, I was worried, dude. I was trying to be optimistic right. about it. Yeah. But I was, like, worried when I started seeing the gameplay because they're shooting, like, fucking, like, vinyls at people. And, yeah. like, there's people with a bunch of colored hair and shit and fucking yeah. goddamn right. um, Supremos and a cute-ass little dog, best part of the game, fucking Chorizo. Chorizo. But I was like, what are they What are they doing? Why is this Saints Row 3? Why are we going too crazy with it? You don't go too crazy. You just you just fucking you flirt with it a bit, but you don't go all all in. And they did. Next one, you'll be like flying around like a superhero. I just, man, I, I just hated how like the guy's like, you need the Supremo and fucking. He's like, we use these to fight, you know, the war back in the day. And I'm like, you guys use that fucking rocket launchers that just fly out your back and home in on people. Use that back in the day. <laughs> Back during the cold war, I was like, what never, the fuck are you talking about? I never questioned the lore ever. I'm glad you did, because I agree. But I was just like, this game's yeah. fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah. And the villains, just his whole motivation, is just for the true yada. Okay, cool. Whatever, dude. Let's fucking get this over with. Um, yeah. So that's all it's the disappointments. Kind of a weird way to end the the episode. <laughs> Um, Sad note. Luckily, there wasn't very many of them. It wasn't that many yeah. disappointments. Oh, yeah, not too bad. Banded off. But you know, kind of a kind of a okay year. But there's some bangers, some true good games that came out this year. That I'm glad came out this year. Um, and yeah, unless you guys have anything else to say about anything, anyone got anything you want to shout out or something? Anybody a big Twitch streamer here? Pazuzu down the Boy. corner. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> Jesus, they just like, no. He's disgusted yeah, by that. Now that I have a camera set up, I might humor it, but we'll see. There you go. Josh nice. should fucking stream like that, dude. <laughs> just a floating head. While playing like Outlast or something. Well, I could just, just say stuff to him. He just looks disgusted and just shakes his head at you. <laughs> I almost streamed one time with fucking night vision on. 
when I was playing like a scary game, but I was, and somebody was like, that looks really cool. Cause I did like an episode where I did that, but I was like, that's too much. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Thank you everybody who joined me for this conversation. Uh, I'm glad we could get most of us together to talk about uh, this. And uh, thank you everybody who stuck with us. If you're here for three hours for this conversation, definitely let us know in the comments what your game of the year is, runner-ups, biggest disappointments. Maybe you got something else. Maybe agree with us. Maybe disagree with us. Let's disagree in a respectful way. Let's have that conversation. And uh, yeah, shout outs. Anything you're excited about that came out this year that didn't really get a whole lot of recognition? Um, let me know everything in the comments below. That's going to do for this episode yeah. of TasteCast. Episode one, Cody, which is it? It's 156? Yeah. So you get paid the big bucks? Yep, 156, yeah. baby. I got Josh just out in the distance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> episode 156, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our socials and streams. Links down below. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And uh, we have a... Uh, discord that's what it's called uh where you can talk to us anytime all time that's linked down below as well and we have a patreon if you like the support channel more than liking commenting sharing and subscribing if you're brand new uh we will be doing a best month of playstation plus soon so come back for that we'll be wrapping up 2021 finally with that episode where we'll be talking about the best months that playstation plus offered us in that episode until then and uh, until whatever episode comes up soon probably taste cast uh have a good one guys and uh happy new year and take it easy